everybody, it's not Ross Payton here with Role Playing Public Radio. Uh, I'm Bridget. Uh, my pronouns are she/her, and we are running a, a Rossless game. So I, I hope you all appreciate Ross having a vacation. Um, I'm joined here with my friends, um, Faye. Yes, hi, I'm Faye. Uh, glad to be enjoying a Rossless game. Just kidding, Ross. Uh, always enjoy games with you. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to take it away from you. Yeah, please take it away from me. Okay, and then we're also joined from our, with our, we are also here with our friend Jess from online. Hi, I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, I'm also known, mostly known as Jess from online. Uh, and I'm guesting today because I'm the one who wrote the game we're playing. Uh, that game is called Going Rogue. And Going Rogue is a Rossless GMless game. Uh, that is an expansion for a different GMless game called Galactic. Uh, Galactic is a game by Riley Rethel. Uh, it's a belonging outside belonging game, which uh, some people have pointed out have some striking resemblance to this really niche, nerdy franchise uh, about wars among the stars. Um, some of you might have heard of it, but I, I won't bother. Doesn't ring uh, a bell. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. Not everyone has. Oh. You know Ross for five seconds and you already murdered my boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my game, Going Rogue, is an expansion for Galactic. Uh, and about how that happened, besides there being a game jam for Galactic, is because I've been playing a lot of that base game. Um, and I noticed it was really good at telling the stories of, like, brave, charming heroes, the sort of stories you get in the mainline Star Wars movies, uh, but not as good at telling the stories of, like, that were a little, like, darker in tone that you got in a movie like Rogue One, which happens to be my favorite Star Wars. And so Going Rogue is built to support those stories. It talks about cynicism and hope and survival and sacrifice and democracy versus acting decisively. Um, and it, in order to do that, it adds four new playbooks. For those familiar with uh, Belonging Outside Belonging, it, playbooks are similar to uh, Powered by the Apocalypse, which a little bit of changes. It also adds two new pillars or setting elements, um, which are the parliament and the intelligence. And it adds a new mechanic, which are fates. And we'll get back to those later. Um, so, yeah, this is a game built to tell those sort of stories. And I'm really excited to get to play it with Faye and Bridget today. Hell yeah, I'm really excited too. Um, So to jump in, we have already started some of the character creation process on our own, just to get a little bit of it down. Would either of you like to introduce your character, talk about their name, what playbook they are, and what they look like? And for the playbook, can you read the little subheader that is under the playbook? Yes. Uh, And you want to go in order? Let's start with Bridget. Perfect. Okay. Um, the playbook I have chosen is The Leveraged. Uh, the Leveraged is a non-believer compelled by circumstance. Their power comes from their outside perspective, their desperation, and their capacity to grow. Um, so I have already named my character. My character's name is V7. And the, um, the, the little guided um, character creation thing asks you to choose a look. Um, so my character has a guarded face and small hands. And then it asks you to choose a wardrobe style. And so I have chosen quote unquote borrowed clothing. 
Perfect. And Faye? So I am playing a spy, and that little subheader is the spy is a skilled operator, highly committed but ruthless. Their power comes from their cunning, determination, and willingness to do whatever it takes. So my character is named Warren Wrongstep. Uh, her pronouns are she slash bitch. Uh, she has an unreadable face and disarming <laughs> eyes. What? What's so funny? <laughs> Nothing. I, I love her already. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's going to be great. So for her, look, great. for her look, it's an unreadable face and disarming eyes. Uh, for the wardrobe style, I chose a plasma knife and a concealable blaster. Uh, and I think that you're all going to like her very much. I love it when women so. suck. <laughs> Me um, too. Okay. Uh, I am playing Ensign Kyron Kai Halkard. Uh, and Kai's playbook is The Convert. The convert joined the liberation recently and truly believes it can make a difference. Their power comes from their conscious optimism, energy, and luck. Uh, and the con- convert's an interesting playbook that actually evolved from playtesting, realizing that this game has a lot of, like, loners and uh, cynics, and the convert is sort of a, a foil to that that helps often bind a party together. Uh, in playtesting, I discovered that was a very helpful uh, thing to have around, especially for larger parties. Um, but yeah, um, so the, oh, go ahead. For the viewers at home, can we go ahead and talk about our Rebels and Empire analogs so that they they understand the the heroes and villains of this of this setting? Yes, I was having the same thoughts when I said the word liberation. One of the things I recommend in the rulebook is that you actually go and do your pillars before completing your characters. So actually, after doing the looks, do we want to go through the pillars and that'll introduce them? Sure. Perfect. Okay. Uh, So Kai uses she, her pronouns, uh, and her look is a bewildered face and hopeful eyes, uh, a little (laughs) in over her head. Um, Oh, Bambi. Wait. (laughs) What a fun toy. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling that's how Warren Rongstep would see her. <laughs> um, and her style is hand-me-downs, glasses, and standard-issue boots. Um, so, jumping to our pillars. Um, these are sort of the things that exist in the world, and each pillar has desires, uh, things that it wants independently. Um, and we're going to start with the pillars from the base game, um, uh, starting with the liberation. So, um, oh, we should actually read the liberation blurb, um, which is something that Riley would have written in the base game, but just helps introduce what we're talking about. So I'll read the liberation blurb, and then we'll read two desires. We'll choose two desires together. Um, There are many in the galaxy who are not willing to go down without a fight. The Liberation are your comrades in arms, the people of the galaxy who are actively resisting and fighting back against the mandate. No revolution is perfect. It is made of people who are prone to disagreement and distrust. But that, many say, is what separates them from the mandate, working together towards a better future for the galaxy. So, two desires out of these options. Retaliatory violence, long-shot missions, hope renewed, military strategy, imagination of a better world, ideological discourse and working together are there any calling out to any of you um well to to cheat a little bit because i i know what we're playing um should perhaps long shot missions be a uh, a core pillar 
That was exactly uh, where I was going. Uh, Works very well for going rogue. Uh, anything else? Um, what were the first two again? I remember one of those sounded interesting to me. I retaliatory think. violence. I was sort of going back and forth between retaliatory violence and hope renewed for a question of like, which tone are we leaning into harder? Uh, well, we have mostly Faye with, with no mitigating circumstances, so I feel like retaliatory violence. Well, uh, so here's, 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 I think, the question. Is, <laughs> is this long shot mission the retaliatory violence, or is it our chance for hope renewed? Like, what, why, why is this long shot mission on the table, I guess? So I'll give us two options here. We can either like try and set that tone now, or we can say fudge the rules and select both and figure out how that influences us later as we develop uh, more. Let's fudge the rules for now. Let's say that like, you know, I mean, like any significantly large body of people, uh, they're a little undecided. Yes. Between which two they want to pick right now. And I think the going rogue pillars will actually like the added ones will help us. Um, oh, yeah get more specificity as well. So next up, we have the mandate. Um, I'm realizing these are not in the uh, Going Rogue book. They're in the base book and the play kit. Uh, So I might just read each of the ones from the base game if that makes it easier for us. Yes. Yeah, we have the parliament and the intelligence. So I'll have you too. Yeah, read those ones. You also play the mandate. Sometimes it feels like there's no escape from its gravity. The Mandate is an intergalactic superpower that uses its might to control the galaxy with fear, propaganda, and alienation. The only way the Mandate can perpetuate itself is with the constant aggression, advancement of weaponry, and violence, and we know that it will eventually collapse under its own weight. However, until then, it continues to cause death and destruction across the galaxy. And it wants two of these things— untold destruction, unquestioned supremacy, military expansion, an end to the Nova, hierarchy and order, dominion over the space between, and restoration of an old order. And to explain what a Nova and the space between are, uh, in Riley's words, uh, the space between is the serial numbers filed off version of the force. uh, And the Nova, uh, coordinating with that, are the serial numbers filed off version of the Jedi. Um, though not the same sort of implications of being weird, sexless ascetics. Um, so just people who interact with the space between. Oh, thank God they can fuck. Yes, exactly. Um, so are there any two mandate desires that are calling out to people? Dominion over the space between sounds kind of cool, but I, I don't know what that would look like. I, I just think it's, I think it would be interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah we, we can... also oh, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, we can figure that out and play. I like that idea. Maybe, of maybe, that uh, maybe, maybe it's like um, a case of uh, if I can't have this, no one can have this. Oh, oh. very like Order sixty six um, um, sort of deal. Yeah, just com- just completely delete like the force in general. Like if if we can't if we can't tell what if we can't tell the Akashic record what to do, then we may as well delete it entirely. Love that. Consequences be damned. And Faye, were you about to say something? Uh, no, I, w- I was basically going to say something along the same lines. So Bridget pretty much covered it already. Cool. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, uh, th- like, coordinating with that, unquestioned supremacy seems good. Basically yeah. the idea that, like, there can't even be doubt. And maybe our party's goal is to reintroduce doubt as a thing that exists around the mandate. Hell yeah. 
Uh, that would be that would be um that would be a good um how, how do you explain it um like thing for our, our kind of mission is is the um showing that even the mandate can bleed yeah exactly perfect mm-hmm. unquestioned supremacy so next up i'll read the blurb and then i'll have someone else read the desires because i'm realizing those are uh in front of you um you also play the space between The connections between people are what surround us and give us strength. The galaxy is never silent. It is alive and humming with energy that you can feel if you pay attention. When channeled correctly, the space between can turn dominions into empires and revolts into revolutions. But be careful, for concentrated power can be dangerous for anyone who dares come near. Uh, Bridget, you want to read those desires? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. That's okay. I can read them if they're not immediately in front of you. Yeah, it's it's not... (laughs) That's totally fine. I can't see it on my PDF. That's yeah, I'm fine. not sure if we have that. It's in our play doc is where those desires oh, are. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Cool, cool, cool. You know, technical stuff. Um, okay. Cause I, can, I can see Parliament and Intelligence, but I can't see the other ones. Yes, those uh, are the I only can... ones in the... Go ahead, Faye. Okay, okay. Uh, I think I can read off the desires for the space between. Let's see. Wait. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can read the desires off for the space between whatever. Go ahead. All right. So between uh, the following, choose two. Solidarity, difficult choices, balance, intense bonds and uncontainable emotions, solitary training, enlightenment, revelation, or unity with those who came before. Um, solidarity sounds good. Yeah, I love that, especially in the face of, like, our mandate desires. Like, what is it that r- fights back against that? It's the space between, like, wants us to stand in solidarity in order to not be crushed. Oh, yeah. The other two that are, one of the t- other two that are standing out to me are either difficult choices or intense bonds and uncontainable emotions. Difficult choices, I think. I yeah, think- I think. Yeah. This story, especially when you're talking about like all of those tensions that I set up in the beginning, so it seems like it fits really well. Oh yeah. Okay, that sound good to you, Bridget. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And uh, I will read the best uh, description, best blurb of all, is for the scum and villainy tier. Uh, you also play scum and villainy. You know, criminals. Uh, Faye, would you like to oh, read yeah. the desires? Yes. Let's see here. So between these, choose two. (laughs) Uncomfortable bargains. Understanding. The jackpot. Secrecy. Strings to pull. Escape from this livelihood. Fresh blood. Or enough credits to get through the week. I'm feeling strings to pull. I just love the idea of this like web that could come up. I am always a fan of strings to pull. Cool. Anything else jumping out to y'all? Um, no, I, I think I think that sounds good. Um, I would... You're playing, like, kind of a, a, a bright-eyed character, right? Yes. Would, would picking fresh blood have any, like, tie-in with that? Or, like, what what would that... Would that be, like... I don't know, pertinent, I guess, is the word. Yeah, I could see that happening, if, especially if we 
pull more in the criminal element, not just like liberation versus mandate. Them like wanting to get their claws into Kai could be really yeah. fun. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Cool. So Fresh Blood will be our second pick. Um, and now we will move on to the intelligence and the parliament, which are the two pillars from Going Rogue and I think really set the tone of how this game differs from the base game. Um, they are... The longest blurbs. They're, I think, where I let myself be the most indulgent in my writing. Uh, <laughs> but thank you. I'm, I'm very proud of them. So I will ask uh, each of you to pick one and uh, read it, and we'll do Desires. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll do the Parliament then. Just Perfect. right off the bat. So you also play the Parliament. A revolution is nothing without its democracy. The Parliament represents a diverse range of forces, factions, and commitments joining together to try to negotiate their differences and devise a plan that they can all share. At its best, the Parliament is a comradely collective, collectivity, and an example of how a more just galaxy would be governed. Sadly, democracy is not without its discontents. The Parliament is often slow to action, even when the situation calls for decisiveness. It can be conservative and conciliatory, aiming to keep the peace and avoid risk when only daring action can move the galaxy closer to freedom. At its worst, the Parliament is a wrench caught in the gears of liberation. And Bridget, I'll actually ask you to read the intelligence blurb before we move into the desires, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, You also play the intelligence. A revolution is nothing without its might. It is the liberation spies that enable its small fleet to succeed against a vast enemy. The intelligence is a clandestine network and messy hierarchy of burdened people who do whatever it takes to rid the galaxy of the mandate. At its best, the intelligence can turn a guaranteed defeat into a galaxy-inspiring victory. Sadly, intelligence work is not without its iniquities. It's possible to do great evils in the pursuit of justice, and it's very difficult to walk that line without treading over it. Those in liberation intelligence position themselves to avoid oversight and accountability whenever possible, and are not above hurting those with good intentions. At its worst, the intelligence corrupts the ethical and democratic principles that distinguish the liberation and the mandate. Yeah. And so these two sort of juxtaposed forces within the liberation set up some of the main tensions of the game. And it's important that, like, neither one is the bad guy. Like, the intelligence aren't the bad guy for sometimes going too far or whatever. And the parliament aren't the bad guys for getting in the way. It's a question of, like, when is each needed and when is each too much is something this is meant to explore. Um, but yeah. So, Faye, do you want to read the desires for the parliament? And we'll go ahead and pick three. Yes. So the desires are consensus, caution, guaranteed victories, cross-class alliances, forces in reserve, peace through compromise, a dream that never dies, lengthy deliberation, safety from retribution for the innocent, ideological discourse. Um, so the ones that stand out to me with the other things we've talked about is a dream that never dies and an ideological discourse, um, right? So, like, what I feel like what they want to do is, like, like fight the mandate by, by proving that you can't kill hope and you can't kill ideas. Um, mm-hmm. And there will always be someone after us to pick up the torch. 
But also nobody can agree on like how we're supposed to do that or are we doing it the right way or should it be us who do it? Should it, should it be a different group of people? Like, yeah, what um, are the ideas that they can't I like, kill? Yeah, I like that they have, I like, I like them like being ostensibly like, um, like the good guys, if you will, but also like, like completely like, um, like caught in their own discourse, you know, like obviously wanting to be the good guys, but like, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that connection. I was thinking a dream that never dies too, and I'd never seen someone connect it to ideological discourse in that way. So that's really cool. Um, how oh, about the yeah. third one? Um, so dream that never dies and ideological discourse. I think forces mm. in reserve works with that. The idea that like we, we sometimes yeah. we have to hold back because we need to make sure that we never lose everything. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like why they always seal evil for a thousand years and never actually get rid of the evil. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool. So we've got our parliament. Uh, and then, Bridget, can you read the desires of the intelligence? Um, a chance to turn the tide of war. Leverage over liberation members. The heads of mandate officials. Reduced oversight. Absolute obedience, the secret mandate weakness, willing sacrifices to bear the heaviest burdens so others don't have to. Anything jumping out? Um, I like the combination of, and you can you can talk this out with me, leverage over liberation members, willing sacrifices, and to bear the heaviest burdens so that others don't have to. Because I feel like it fits with that undying dream. Um like thing, but I think that the intelligence has like the intelligence higher ups have like a, a like a unified like version of what that dream should be, um, and so promotion is through like um, either like either absolute obedience or willing sacrifices, and then to to get past the ideological discourse, um, they have leverage over everyone else. But like um they feel justified in this because it's like um we we have to make the dream happen um because the parliament will never make it happen i am down to take that wholesale because i love that version of the intelligence how about you Faye? hell yeah cool okay i think we've got all of our desires um so with our pillars done we can head back into characters if that sounds good sounds, sounds good great cool um so I think you both have a little more of your characters complete than I did. I'm still making some decisions. Um, do you want to go over what you've got for your characters? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Bridget, do you want to start? Uh, I was going to defer to you, but yeah, I'll start. Um, so just looking at my playbook here, and I'm going to be super obvious about this because we want to we showcase the system. Um, the the defining trait of the leverage that it starts with is what is someone holding over you? And some of the options are connections that could keep you out of prison, your impounded ship, a chance to see a loved one again. Um, and the one I went with is your own guilt su surrounding your past actions. Cool. Um, I think Sing. since the leverage like needs something and this actually fits really well into our like, um, like dream concept is like, um, like the 
the the promise of forgiveness if if you do everything I say and bark when I tell you to and sit and stay um I think is I think is very uh very a very good driving force for a character. Yes, the idea that like you can't absolve yourself, but if only you follow every this person's orders totally, you will be absolved. I love that. Um, um, I don't do you think want I to continue, or do you want to? Um... Oh yeah, go ahead and continue up to your relationship. So, do each character has two unique questions, or each playbook has two unique questions that only that playbook gets, and we'll do each of those in turn. Okay. Um, the next question asks of the leveraged is choose two print principles that challenge even your cynicism. Um, And the ones I went with, there's a lot of good options here, is everyone deserves a chance to free themselves. And then there's a bottom one that's like a freebie that says, um, I will write in my own. And so I have written the principle, continuity is not a chain. Oh, please explain that. I'm fascinated. So um, I didn't want to say like tradition because it's not exactly tradition and I didn't want to, to like lean too hard on that, but the concept of continuity is like, um, so like, like people can change and things you may have done in the past um, or have things that have had been attributed to you um, don't necessarily define who you are as a person now. Um, so just because you had a relationship um, in a specific way or or had principles you were bound to in the past, like you can't let them force you to self-sacrifice now. I love that. And I love how that like combines with everyone deserves a chance to free themselves. I just have this vision of a character who's like, everyone deserves a chance to change, except I don't even know how to have that for myself besides just follow all these orders is at least the vision I'm getting. Yeah, it's it's part of the undying dream that they want to pass on, but it's also one of those things where like because you require validation from an outside source, like you you can't believe this for yourself. Oh, I love that. Oh. Okay, heartbreaking. Thank you. Um speaking of heartbreaking, thank you. Uh you want to give us Warren Wrongstep? Yes, I love to give you Warren Wrongstep. All right. So, for the spy. <laughs> let me scroll up to where I'm at. All right, so I get to choose one principle I've broken and one I will not break. So one principle I've broken is loyalty to those who've helped me before. Uh, And one principle that I will never break is retribution to those who cause harm. Uh, And I feel like that these kind of play into each other because it's like, (laughs) yeah, sure, you've helped me before, but uh, you did something fucked up. So, I mean, you don't exactly get a free pass. Um, uh, well, definitely, it also kind of sounds like do what I say, not what I do, because it's like, don't ever break yeah. your promises to me. It's fine if I break my promise to you. Yeah. Warren Wrongstep is, is someone who is like an ideological extreme. Um, like, like I, I'm but, justified for doing it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And you're wrong. Yeah. She's, she's that weird sort of like cognitive dissonance that you see in real life people where they're like, yes, this is the correct thing to do. No doubt. And then they're like, not practicing what they preach. Yes. Anyway. So do you know someone who is spe- the specific person or people that you've harmed before that were, um, yeah, like I loyal to you. Don't have a specific idea for that yet. Uh, well, and I was going to kind of see if something came up when we're working on the relationships or the ask one left and one right. Perfect. That sounds great. Yes. So, and then 
next, I get to choose one thing that I've sacrificed and one that I'm fighting for. So I picked two that are like, you know, on, on if you're going by the tin, then it's like, well, those are the same. But the one I sacrificed is the person I could never be. And my desire is the opportunity to live a different life. Um, so at some point, I think Warren kind of snapped. Uh, like mm-hmm. something just kind of like broke in Warren's head and she realized, ah, yes, a better world isn't possible, but I may as well continue fighting for this shit. Uh, but oh, like, bud. yeah, yeah. Uh, because like the only alternative to like, even if a good world isn't possible, that's no excuse to be bad basically is her reasoning. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, push the boulder up the hill, Sisyphus. I love anarcho nihilism. Um, <laughs> cool, cool. So that's our Warren wrong step, and then I have to settle my own. Uh, so my first question is, uh, why did you join the Liberation? And I'm split between two, which is I became disillusioned and defected from the mandate, and I witnessed a mandate atrocity. They're not like mutually exclusive but i'm trying to figure out like which really motivated my character more is it like i personally couldn't be involved in this or is it like wow this fucked up thing happened right in front of me and therefore i'm like i have to go do something about this um Um, what if what if it's the latter because it like um threatens the the death of your dream mm, yeah absolutely um, I'm going to lean real hard on this dream stuff. It's all going to come together. Promise. I good, promise. It's good. It's good. I'm ready. Yeah, I like having like a central thesis and I've never really played with this one, despite all of my playtesting here is like, this has never been the driving idea. Um, I sort of like, if that's going to be the thing, I like the idea that like her deal was like, she had a liberation poster on her wall, right? Like a propaganda <laughs> poster, but she never, um, she was like, they'll do it. I don't have to worry about it because Liberation's oh. going to do it. And then, like, something really horrible happened. I'm guessing, like, her, like, city was attacked or someone she knows was killed. I'm going to, like, figure that out sort of as we go. And she was like, oh, wait, this is this is personal. This is on me. I have to be a part of this. Um, and so she shows up sort of, like, fresh-faced and not sure what to do. But also, like, yeah, this is the place where it happens, right? Um, yeah, can I tweet about this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that concept. I am just from online. But um, so my other question is, choose the one skill you're trained in and the two you want to learn. I was really undecided on this. Um, If I was going to be in the mandate, it would be very different. But now that I'm not, um, I'm trying to choose between, for the one I'm trained in, either mechanic work, piloting, or hacking. I think she's in some sort of like support role that she does in like a civilian capacity. So either she like is some sort of civvy pilot or mechanic, or she like does hacking as like a hobbyist thing. Like she's like a, a phone freak, but in oh Star Wars. Uh, does any of these sound most appealing to y'all? Uh, I think phone freak is, is funny and like interesting. Cool. So she's this, uh, like, I think, like, 19-year-old phone freak. Oh, God. Um, I love her already. 
Um, with a side cut mullet, by the way. Didn't put that in my oh. wardrobe looks, but um, yeah. And then the skills that she wants. Um, I think it's grace under pressure. Like she is a, a nervous individual um, and wants to feel like, oh, I can do the things I'm good at in a tough situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the other one? Um, I think it's close quarters combat. I think she's like, you I'm, in the, I, I'm in the liberation now. I have to be able to like fight for myself or whatever. And I don't really think she understands entirely uh, what that entails. Um, right. Yeah. Grace under pressure and close quarters combat. That's uh, such a her. dork. That's amazing. It's for her. Yeah, she wants to be the hacker who does karate, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we are moving on to two relationships that we get to choose. So uh, do you all want to talk about what you had in mind? Uh, yes. Go ahead. I think it was Bridget who went first, so we might as well keep the same cycle. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We we can have Bridget do it. I so, like um, uh, I have. There's a long list of relationships, and the the cute thing about it is it um, it suggests um like one word powerful descriptors. So the the first one um the offering that you have is the scheming or commanding uh, liberation officer leveraging me. Um, and I wanted to build my character's backstory of the build this backstory of B- V7 um, onto her character sheet. So the relationships that I have decided to go with is my innocent loved one captured as leverage, um, V8, and my troublemaker well, partner in crime, uh, V6. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so Are you said- understanding the naming scheme now? I really am, and it's so unfortunate. Oh, but oh god, someone in the intelligence is really not pulling any punches with how they are leveraging you, huh? Mm-mm. Cool, 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 cool. Um, that troublemaker partner in crime—are they like someone who is around, or is that sort of going to get determined as we go? Um, um, yeah, I'm not sure how much she's going to. Um... Uh, I think she's going to be more of the, um, um, that, so if, if V8 is the ball, then, um, the troublemaker, um, is the chain. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Is the troublemaker then, like, already involved in the liberation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we're all, we're all in the liberation. Cool, cool. Oh, the whole V series. Yeah, well, these, these particular three. These three. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. And, um, oh, something I wanted to say is that the descriptor words also provide moves, uh, from the base game. Um, so, uh, in addition to each of the characters having moves, like in Belonging Outside Belonging, which is the engine, oh, which I didn't say is from, uh, Avery Alder and, oh, I think it's Benjamin. I'll have to look up his name later. At the end, I'll I'll talk about all the the systems we're drawing on. But it's it provides an engine that Galactic is built on, uh, and Galactic adds in traits, which are words that you can give to NPCs that give NPCs moves as well. Uh, and so those one word descriptors will also give us some moves for those NPCs. Um, Very cool. Yeah, and 
Um, Faye, do you want to go ahead and talk about your relationships? Yeah. So uh, the first one I picked is the protective mechanic who services my weapons and ship on the sly. Um, I didn't really... I certainly didn't quite build as much into it as Bridget did yet. Um, uh, aside from some, some very crude notes, mind you, I named her. Uh, her name is Tinkey. I have a note here um, that she is a MILF. Love that. <laughs> Love that. That's, see, I don't know what you're talking about with you haven't like filled out detail like Bridget has. Um. <laughs> so the uh. next one, the next one that I've got is a passionate ex with whom I had a fiery relationship and breakup. Uh, and her name is Kondrakian Quine. And she is a Nova. And I think that, like, this was very much a uh, oil and water situation. But, Ooh. you know, yeah. Uh, she's very ideological, but, like, in a very just left uh, adjacent or parallel way to uh, Warren. And it just did not, there was no conciliation. Oh, there. I know that feeling. Yeah. Um, some relationships in my own life. Um, so, yeah, uh, I will give you all the moves for those. And Hell yeah. um, for mine, there's one I feel like I do know and one that I feel like I don't. Um, so, uh, I want to have a rousing liberation ace um, who, ins- ace. yes, who inspires me. Um, okay. Um, so, like, they're actually. Yeah, I've seen your turn to die. <laughs> oh no! Oh god. Um. Uh, actually, what do you think is more interesting, rousing or cocky? Do we want them to be as inspiring as I find them, or do we want me to get there and be like? Oh, this person's a little bit of an ass. I really want them to be extremely inspiring and living up to that. um, Because then it's going to be, it's going to be so tragic when you understand that they have incredibly little impact on the world. Oh, cool. Um, So yeah, we have our rousing liberation ace who inspires me. I'll name her soon. Um, And a good name. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, that was a joke. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. I'm on this. I'm on it. I'm on it. You're on it. <laughs> it wasn't a joke, but you made it one, which I really appreciate. Um, uh, thank I'm, you for that. I'm, my, I'm in it. My bogos are binted. Clearly. Um, and we need uh, one more. So I'm trying to decide either an austere or scheming liberation authority with plans for me. Or a burdened or cynical liberation veteran who warily trusts me. I'm leaning that authority with plans for me, who maybe is also leveraging V7. Um, but I don't know if you want that connection. Um, or it could be the boss of, it could be Warren Wrongstep's boss. Let's yeah, do it. Because um, I, I, was, I was thinking that, um, I don't mind, I don't mind, um, yeah, Warren Wrongstep's boss. And so that would make a, 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 good, a good reason for... Um, uh, Warren runs to be telling V7 what to do. Yes. Um, so, is your boss austere or scheming? Oh, let me Google something. Hold up, I'm Googling something. How many girls can one girl take in a fight? Yeah. 
Um, I also can read you the moves for these in case that helps, which for austere is hold your head up high and gain a token, give someone harsh criticism and give them a token, or demand someone change what they're doing to fit your values and give them a token. Uh, So that's austere. Um, And then the other option was scheming. I think scheming. scheming. I like the idea of uh, scheming. I like scheming because okay, so maybe what maybe what intelligence is doing is feeding the ideological debate. Um, because if if an ideology ever like starts to gain traction, but it's not what the the intelligence has decided is the best course of action, like maybe they just sandbag forever and prop up the opposition. Oh my god! Oh my god. Yeah, absolutely. Um, scheming liberation authority with plans for me. An arousing liberation ace. Cool. Let's see. I have a names document, I think. Um, so for arousing ace, how is um, Talatil? Oh, yeah. Talatil. Okay. And for our scheming liberation authority, how is. Um, I've got Irax Thillin. I've got Magent Psycon. Um, Damn, these are. These are some powerful names here. They're very Star Wars is my goal. Um, uh, let's do... Uh, I love a Star Wars. <laughs> Repeat the second one again. Magent Psycon. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds, that sounds really, like, uh, imperious. Cool. Do we want a Special Agent Psycon? Is that the deal here? Special um, Agent Psycon. And then uh, Captain Talatil. Um, I think... Uh, Agent Psycon is going to use they, them, and tell right. till she, her. Oh, um, yes. Cool. Um, so we've got our relationships, and it does tie us together a little bit, and also gives a reason why I'm interacting with the spy, which I think is useful um, as a fresh recruit, um, which moves us into the other things that tie us together. We each get three questions, and we choose two of them, one we ask left and one right. Since there's three players, that just means the other players um so uh starting with richard again do you want to choose your questions um yeah um so yeah. let's see uh, one left in real life i have three options all right so i was thinking about so i have the question how have you facilitated someone gaming leverage over me and i thought this was really easy to send to faye because she's playing the operative uh but instead i'm going to send this to jess so how Ooh. has uh how has um Kai. Kai, thank you. How has Kai facilitated someone gaining leverage over me? Fascinating question. Um, so I assume Kai's pretty recent arrival, and I assume V8 has been captured for a while. Um, mm-hmm. So it's probably more about your other form of leverage, which is like your guilt over your past actions. And I think Kai has blundered somehow into um, like bringing that up for you is I think what it is. Uh, like, something about Kai's presence or her story or what she cares oh, about. Oh, I hate you so much because you remind me of everything I don't like about myself. Oh, God. God. And, it, and it allows the person who is leveraging you to, like, do that comparison. Yeah. Um, can you say, like, a little more about, like, what is it specifically that you don't like about yourself that it is that um, I bring up for you? It's it's the like it's the like kind of idealism that like there can be a better world. 
Um, or, or like, all you have to do is try and everything will work out in the end. Like you just, you just have to take the, the first step onto the path and then you'll make it through the journey. And then like V7, who's like been through some shit is like, yeah, sure. Okay. And so um, wh- whoever's leveraging, you can just sort of be like, um, remember when you believed that it's too late for you. So just like, um, it's too late for you. Don't worry about what you want or think works. I can give you the plan. Yeah, um yeah, oh. I think I think that's I think that's where V6 comes in. I think V6 likes pulling that um Oh, interesting. So one of the people that's leveraging you is actually another person in that line. Oh. Yeah, like V6 cuz like every time V7 is like this place sucks, we can leave and V6 like no we can't cuz you fucked it up. <gasps> oh, heartbreaking. I want you to Perfect. Understand. I would read a large number of words about this. Yeah. Um, um uh, that is not unfamiliar to me Faye, because my main galactic game which inspired me partially to make this expansion we have written 140,000 words of short fiction about our four characters and our Baby. universe uh so yeah g- galactic and going rogue can inspire some really moving characters i mean that's oh, all you yeah. really want from a story generating machine right is, exactly uh, is characters that you want to think about when you're not at the table Hell yeah. okay do you want um, to say um, okay. this, I'm sorry, did you say Faye ask one or you, I no, ask one to Faye? You ask one to Faye. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so out of my other questions, um, the other two questions that are, are here is how have I surprised you with my skills re- recently or why do you feel sympathy for me? And I, I don't really care about like the, the mechanical um, abilities of like what people can do. So like what I want is a reason to feel bad. Um, <laughs> so why does, why does, um, uh, Warren feels sympathy for V for V seven. So, I knew about your concept going in. Yes, I previously had. I was for one of the spy relationships. Uh, it, I get to choose a um, oh shit, whoops, like a an, an, a faithful or innocent friend that keeps me grounded. Um, and I was toying with the idea of maybe, maybe Warren is acquainted with more than just V7, V6, V8. Oh, do you know the source personality? I think Warren knows the source personality. Perfect. Um, yeah. Oh God, I love how these characters relate to each other already. Oh no. Um, the source personality is dead. I need to point this out before yes, it comes out. Yes, source personality is is source personality has been dead for a little while. So I guess maybe they were like a big part of your past, Warren. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Cool, uh, cool. Maybe, maybe what or like maybe their death was the inciting event that drove Warren to become such a like ideological uh, uh, extremist. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Oh. And how does that lead to sympathy for V7 specifically? Uh, because I've had to watch V7 go through the same struggles, like, what, seven times now? Oh. Um, <laughs> more than that, because remember we, because um, right, there's yep. V8. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, God. Okay, Faye, do you want to ask your questions? Yes. Um... <laughs> So what you have uh, 
Kai, you have won. Did, did you end up going with, um, you witnessed a massacre or. Um, yeah, it was something like that or like a friend was killed. I didn't decide specifically, so that could actually, okay. it was an atrocity of some kind. So we could work that out in these questions. Okay. So um, how did my actions put you at risk recently? Interesting. There's a lot of different answers I feel like I could give this. Do you want yeah. it? Do you have a preference between before or after I join the liberation? I don't. I, 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 it can be either. I'm leaning towards after. And okay. I'm leaning towards you have something to do with how I end up and ended up in your CO's sites. Yes. Um, yes. That you were like, that is a usable new thing. Um, hey, um, what's the name? Uh, is Special Agent Psycon, what if we use our uh, Ensign here in X way? Um, and if you're okay, I'd like to leave that a little undefined and we can finish answering this question as we go through the rest of it. Hell yeah. Cool. So you you put me in your CO's sights, but we'll figure out for what as we go. Yes. Um, all right. So second question then. Yep. Hmm. All right. V7. What is one yes. lie that you caught me in and how did it make you feel? Um, uh, the lie you caught me in is um, I think you made the right decision. Or the lie, the lie that I caught you in is, I think you made the right decision. Like, you have said those words uh, to oh, me. No. And, uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't feel, I don't feel great about that. I, don't, I really don't, really don't feel great about that. Do you know what that decision was? Um, yeah, yeah. Are you, oh, do you decision? want me to tell you? Or? Yes, yeah. Um the 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 whole um escape plan for um uh v v8 v6 v7 oh my uh, god did you like try and escape and fail or oh no i think escaping yeah escaping at all uh oh. was yeah warren is saying warren is saying it's it's the right choice but does not that, mean it Cool. That makes me really curious about where were they made and by who? Um, so um, I, can, I can give you, the, I don't, I don't, I don't need it to be like a super big secret. I can give you the whole thing. Um, so uh, the whole thing with, um, uh, with V6, V7, V8 is they are recreations of a person. So we wanted to see if we could make an artificial copy of of people um, in order to um, like facilitate a kind of immortality. Yeah. Because um, if you can just keep copying yourself, then that's functionally the same as living forever. Absolutely. Um, and um, like obviously the the process wasn't perfect because um, because there's been multiple iterations of it, and um, V seven wanted to leave at any cost. And the cost to leaving was to trigger a protocol um, that would like shut the project down, uh, and that involved uh, putting V six or that that, that involved um, doing significant damage to V eight. Oh. Yep, yep. And who who was the one running this project? 
Um, I don't. I feel like okay. I feel like it was actually probably a um, um, a mandate liberation co-op. Oh, mm-hmm. huh? um, where it's just like we would none of us talk about who we are or, or where we're coming from or where the resources belong to um, because we're both super interested in this project um, and we're both having guns. So if everybody has guns, then we're all safe and we will all have equal access to this technology when it's finished and we definitely won't betray each other. Brutal. Oh, that's bleak. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, God, Kai is going to be interesting to slot into this universe, which I think is also going to be a nice counterbalance. Um, cool. Um, are you all good on questions? Ready for me to do mine? Yeah, uh, I think so. Cool. Um, so my two. Oh, wow, I haven't even considered these, so I should probably do that. Um my three options are, how have I impressed you recently? When did I inspire you to feel a fleeting sense of hope? And why are you willing to give me a chance to prove myself? So I'm going to ask Faye, when did I inspire you to feel a fleeting sense of hope? You know how... So, okay, this is going to be a little bit of a, a lengthy uh, lead-in. But for some people, after they experience certain things certain thoughts or like thought patterns become completely like, you know, off the table for them. It doesn't even occur to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so for Warren, Warren is, you know, set basically. Uh, but Kai has yet to experience enough trauma that like, Kai is still able to see most of the options on the table, even if some of them don't seem plausible, because Kai is, like, you know, a starry-eyed idealist at the moment. And I think that it's been a long time since Warren has seen something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, on the one hand, perfect, let's use this tool. On the other hand, this is... Like, Kai is kind of emblematic of the life that Warren gave up. Yeah, and I think because of the way this question is phrased, like, inspired you to feel a fleeting sense of hope, maybe being around Kai, like, in a way that could also be painful, like, allowed Warren to see through, see possibility through Kai's eyes, like, see that possibility was still possible. Exactly, exactly. Cool. Um, and Bridget... Yams. Which of these two questions interests you more? How have I ins- impressed you recently, or why are you willing to give me a chance to prove myself? Um, uh, I like why am I willing to give you a chance to prove yourself. Cool. Um, so like, um, obviously V seven hates you. Um, so I think <laughs> I think that's why I think that's why V seven like wants to keep you around and, and like keep a close eye on you and like see what you do. Um, because like she desperately wants validation that um, you're going to fail in the exact same ways that she did. Um, so oh, it will be uh, fine. It will be fine. It will be fine. Everything that she did and what happened to her, because uh, there was never any chance, and it never would have been different. And oh, nobody else God. could have done better. And um, yep. that kind of Ab- thing. Absolutely. Oh God. Okay. 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 <laughs> cool. I think we've got some really strong characters. Um, oh, yeah. And um, 
what was I going to say? Uh, pretty soon we'll enter like what, what Belong Outside Belong calls idle dreaming, where we sort of figure out how to jump in. Um, I think, oh, we did have one unsettled question, which was Faye's question about um, what exactly, why exactly did you put me in your CO's sites? What was like useful to you about me? Um, you're nobody. Nothing's more useful than nobody. Like, you're not some big name. You're not like affiliated with anybody. Like, you, you are a skeleton key basically in the right hands and do you have a concept of like what what you want to open with this key like where um you were thinking of using me i think it would have to be it would have to uh, (laughs) i see what you mean uh it would have to be like in a group where um in a in a very like selective group like that i might want to infiltrate or something um that you could just get you know slotted into where you fit all of the criteria maybe you fit their like recruiting criteria or something interesting Um, and you aren't because you fit all of the recruiting criteria and are like a nobody sorry kai you might have like i don't know uh a, a GeoCities page with a hundred thousand followers or whatever, but like <laughs> you weren't anybody as far as the mandate and the liberation and et cetera, et cetera, are concerned. Yeah, so absolutely. you won't trip any red flags. My only concern with that is just as in terms of if we go that direction for like what we're exploring during the campaign, how do we keep the party together? That um, is true. And like it. That's not impossible. Like, you can be in the background and, like, there can be, like, loops of meeting up. But I do like to keep them, like, on screen together a good amount of the time. Does anything come up on how to do that? Or would we want to continue other or consider other purposes for her fresh-facedness? If anybody Um, has ideas for fresh-facedness, let's... let's Go ahead and field them. I don't don't see the... I don't see the issue with how, how it's been presented so far. Well, I think I just just like if the thing is that she's not recognizable and that's why she can infiltrate that to me implies that the two of you are and therefore can't be like in the same place that she right. is that she is infiltrating. Um, um. I, I, I think I think it's more that like um, um, like Warren's reputation um. Like works no matter what. Does, does that make sense? Like, um, so like everybody know, like Warren is a known quantity, mm-hmm. um, so it it doesn't matter um, uh, that everybody knows who who, who uh, they are or who she is, and um, for uh, uh, for V seven, she comes from a project that was like you know um, mandate and. Um, uh, liberation like backed together so Mm. like it it doesn't matter that everybody knows so maybe it's a thing of uh what's her name uh kai opens doors and then the rest of the party walks through them yes Um, cool yeah i think that's i think that's an excellent way to describe it oh yeah so um the one last thing i want to bring up 
is uh, there's a mechanic called fates, which we haven't really talked about, and they act kind of like a pillar, um, but they have a they offer the care they don't offer the characters. You go through a specific series of moves that all are one after the other that tell a specific story. It is your characters are fated to experience something. Uh, and the fate that this offers, that this expansion offers, is your fate is sacrifice. Some <laughs> dedicate their life to the cause. One day, you all will dedicate everything. And at any point in the game, we can, when any character can give a token to this fate and uh, ask any number of people to follow you into a mission with impossible odds. Each character who agrees gains a token and joins you in this fate. Then we have three fate moves that we do sequentially if we do this, and then we can seal it, and the sealing move is spend a token and sacrifice yourself for the cause. We don't decide ahead of time if we're going to take this on. We decide in play. But I recommend in the rules, and I think we should say, is this something we want to be like considering and possibly angling towards during this one shot? The idea of yeah. just ending in all of us sacrificing ourselves? Yes. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm okay with forcing the issue a little bit because you, um, you have said that you, you wanted to um, uh, play justice and, and showcase this. So I, I'm fine with... Um, uh, kind of fudging the narrative in that direction or like cool. um, choosing to focus on that direction. Either. I completely agree. I would really love to go that direction. And if we in the, end up in the middle of it and we're like, actually, it's more compelling, that doesn't happen. Totally fine with me. But I really would love to be working in that direction. I like yes. to suffer. So I do enjoy suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also there can be something so heroic about it. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's true. Um, it's true. Beautiful um, tragedy. Beautiful tragedy. Um, I can be a little too starry-eyed sometimes, but you know, part of how this game happened. Uh, so, um, where do we want to jump into this story? Um, I feel like we have a pretty good sense of we might be moving into a mission where Kai is going to get the two of you into a place that usually you couldn't get into. But do we want to start like at some liberation base and how this scheme is being coordinated, or do you have other ideas? Yeah. Um, how about we? How about we do it in a uh, in a heist movie format where we we just decide what the mission is and we're already on it, and then as as we need to overcome uh, abilities, we can we can talk about conversations we had in the base and relationships that oh, came up. Fun. That way, we can talk to a bunch a bunch more characters without having them like without needing to talk to them ahead of time. Like we can we can have flashbacks and that makes total sense. Do we want to start? Uh, on the travel there, like on a ship together, or we are like there starting the mission, or even we are in the middle of the mission. One of those three sounds most appealing. One of the, one of the latter two, either like on the way to the mission or already at the mission, is is how I feel. Well, I'm thinking on the way to the mission because I think Kai's experience of what it is to be on the way will be yeah. very funny to me. Yeah, um, I, I like that. Cool. Um. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going to add a token list down here. For those who are unfamiliar with Belonging Outside Belonging, which is the engine that this is based on, there are no dice. This is a diceless, GMless game. And instead, you have tokens. You collect tokens for doing what Belonging Outside Belonging calls vulnerable moves, or sorry, calls weak moves, but Galactic calls them vulnerable moves, which expose your character and indicate, hey, show how I'm weak in this moment to other players, tells them to do that. Strong moves, you spend a token and it tells other players, uh, play to my strengths, allow me to show off, allow me to uh, appear what I want to appear in this moment. And then 
Galactic adds something that the base system does not uh, have, which is lateral moves, which are um, do something to another player NPC and give them a token or give them a token if they respond in a certain way. Um, so just to to know that mechanic is available going in. Um, yeah, and so I'm picturing we're on this like spaceship um maybe either like a stolen shuttle or some sort of stealth craft and we can we can figure that out as we go um and um kai is like drumming her fingers nervously on a table and uh saying to warren are are you sure i'm up to this i i mean like i just i just joined i i don't really know that i'm i'm ready for this sort of mission oh yeah you're you're definitely gonna die (laughs) out of character laughter not the tack that i assumed um um, i'm kidding kidding. just a little just you know a little gallows humor right we're all on the uh we're all on the uh the plinth so it's allowed right i look over to v7 like are is is she for real like is she for real is that is like look i'm giving v7 uh v7 is is like like Van Damme, like absolutely no expression. And it's like, yeah, you're probably going to die. <laughs> uh, is that out loud or with the expression? Yeah, no, yeah. No, she goes, no, yeah. It, uh, Warren's right. You're probably going to die. Looks back to Warren. Wait, I thought, I thought that was a joke. Joke. V7's got, you know, what I'd call a, uh, a pretty stone cold sense of humor. It's a little hard to tell when she's joking, but that was definitely a joke. Okay. <laughs> Looks back at V7, V7, like, serious eyes. I was not joking. <laughs> <I'm> like, shh. <laughs> Look, just, just, you remember what I told you about, about, you know, using a gun, right? Turn the safety off, you know, point it, you know, mid-body. But before that even, try not to get into a gunfight. Um, that's really the best way to win a gunfight. Try not, try not to get into a gunfight. She's like nodding to herself. Try not to get into right. a gunfight. Okay, good advice. Good advice. Um, right. So what we're doing is walking into a gunfight. Uh, a series of gunfights. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, just one. If we're if we're careful about this, just the one. And like, look on the bright often, side. If you're not careful, it will only be one. So, so why is it you need me again? Oh, because look at you. You're like a, like a mascot, you know? Brighten why, the mood. Why do you need a ma- mascot on a spy mission? Keep morale up. Right, V7? V7 is like has a kind of a weird f- expression, and it's like, um, you're here because you could still feel things. Uh, I, I, God, how does Kai take that? Um, wow. One thing Kai didn't expect. Honesty. Yeah. He's seven's like, I wanna I wanna show you an experiment. Alright? And yeah, she like nods. You know what a simulated personality is? Oh my god. Uh, um uh, prop kind of? Or it means you're like, not, real. Oh, not this one. It means it means you don't interact with the world. Um in a way like you you thinking, you feeling, you having responses, right? You interact with the world in the way that you are designed to. So we're going to do a fun little game, and I promise it's going to be fun. So I'm going to close my eyes, and I want you to touch my hand. 
whatever you with whatever you want. It doesn't have to be your hand. It can be a, a glove, a pen, your gun. And so V7 closes her eyes and holds her hand out. Um, and I think uh, she has like a little like like wrist pad, like a, like a wrist pad computer, and she like detaches it and like taps you with the wrist pad on the hand. And so with her eyes so closed, V7 goes, um, I can feel pressure. So I can tell that you're touching my hand. But I don't know what it is. But I still have to have the simulation of understanding. So to me, you're touching my hand with a book. And because you're touching my hand with a book, I can feel the cover. I can tell it's, it's leather-bound. Um, it feels kind of old. I know somewhere in the positronic brain that makes up my memories, it's, it is um, what it smells like. Now take the object away. Takes it away, like nervously. I will never know exactly what it is that you touched me with. So for my truth, it will always be a book, even if that will always be wrong. Do you understand? Yes. Oh, she like she sounds disappointed. <laughs> You'll notice that Warren is usually smiling, but when V Seven starts doing this whole presentation, like that smile drops a bit. Um, and so she looks back at Warren, and she's like, "So, my job is to figure out if it's a a book or a, a trackpad." You got it, kid. Um, and I, I was going to say this ahead of time because I wanted to showcase the mechanic. Um, but that would be an example of using a lateral move, which is one of my moves as a leveraged is to evoke someone's sympathy and give them a token if it works. Cool. Um, give them a token if it works. Did it work? I think Kai was so confused. Did it evoke her sympathy? I I hate to shoot down you immediately evoking one of my mechanics because I really like that you're in, invoking one of my mechanics, but I think the answer in this case is no. Like I think okay. I think it might come back around actually, which I think could be really beautiful. Is like oh, oh this is I what she meant. It later. That's I like. I love the setup. Uh, yeah, let's hold on to it for later. Yeah, that'll be fun. I love the setup of the really fil- uh, lofty philosophical question, and then. The trauma necessary to understand. Yeah. You know what it is? It's a completely nonsensical anime opening that by the um, the uh, midpoint of the climax becomes incredibly tragic. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I think she looks back to Warren and she says the, like, asks what her job is and Warren's like, yeah, absolutely. It's like, and so that's why you chose me for this mission, right? Because you think I, uh, I'm really smart at that maybe because of my, like, hacking or something uh yeah yeah no your hacking is great your hacking's really great um cool. Cool <laughs> mimicking words term yeah it's excellent it's the best in the galaxy and she like nods very like genuinely like looking down at the table <laughs> like that makes sense uh assume i'm gonna do the vul- i did the vulnerable move assume good intentions from someone who means you harm um so i take uh, my first token um you gotta stack up those tokens so you can commit um great sacrifice later yes exactly um so uh, what exactly in this case is the book or trackpad or whatever where are we i feel like you all didn't give me a lot of information going in so it would be really helpful if i knew where we were going 
Oh, for sure. How good are you at lying? Just, you know, off the cuff. Tell me, tell me a bald-faced lie. I'm great at lying. Good. All right. That's, I see where you're going from, but you need more conviction. So Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, all right. So, uh, clearly you're terrible at a lot at lying. And that's part of the reason why we haven't exactly been forward with you. You know, what would you do if say somebody took that book? I say, as I draw a knife and point it at you, what would you, what would you do if somebody took that book and pressed it up to you? Huh? And ask you what you're here for. I like jump back as you draw the knife. Um, I mean, books books don't don't stab like knives. See, now you're kind of getting it. I'm gonna use a vulnerable move. Uh, lie to a comrade uh, about your lie to a comrade about your capabilities or intentions. So, I want you to understand, even though we're not telling you what's going on. We will keep you safe. (laughs) And she like nods. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll help in whatever way I can. It's, it's why I came here and you all have been doing this longer than me. So it's gotta be for a reason. Uh, I trust you. That's what we like to hear, right, V7? That's what we love to hear, boss. <laughs> do we want anything out of anything else out of this scene, or do we want to move forward? Let me just look at my moves really quick. Just, just as a refresher. I don't have anything particular um, in mind. I have I have um most of my weak moves um play better or my vulnerable moves rather. Um play better once we're like um in a position where we can get in trouble. Cool. Um the, the leverage has the capability of becoming a problem um, for the rest of the group, which I think is good. I cool. love that. Um, um, I, um, I think a cool thing that we could cut in if we end this scene here is if we alternate present scenes with flashbacks and yeah. juxtapose the like, we're not going to tell you why you're here, but we're going to keep you safe immediately with... Warren CO giving Warren and V7 their actual mission. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have do you have a um um do, well I guess any of you I was asking this to Faye, but do either of you have an idea of what our, our mission should be, like what it is we're actually trying to do? So I assume let me let me just scroll down to this shit. Um what's so we had that. I, I, I have an idea, but I don't want to make it like too me focused. Right, right. Um, Whatever it is, for me, the only two things that it needs to like fit. Sorry to interrupt, Faye. No, um, are it needs to be a long shot, and it needs to like we talked really about like introducing doubt back into the mandate and like making it so that this dream was thinkable. Um, and so, at some level, it needs to like be something that would be seen if it succeeded and would introduce that sort of doubt or make that dream more possible. Is there a way to fit the idea you're having into that, Bridget? Um, God, what if our goal, oh shit, what if our goal is to get Kai killed in an extremely like 
Oh, make Kai a martyr? What if we what if we make Kai into an incredible hero who's super young oh. and super bright-eyed and did everything right and became a martyr so that the rest of us can always blaze for what if oh. our job is to get Kai killed? Oh my god. Jeez, that's bleak. That's bleaker than I've usually played this. I think I we we could. We could. Um, um, we can I pull back I'm... on this because my other my other uh, concept was um, uh, was uh, self assassination, um, which is we need to to end the uh, the V project uh, for good. Um, with the concept being that like um, life doesn't matter if you can prolong specific ones indefinitely, and we need to make the um, the mandate old guard of afraid of dying of old age again. Cool. So I have two um, sort of things to offer back to that like um off of that improv style um so if we go the direction of your job is to martyr um kai i think i really a stipulation i would want is that when the time comes it is something that she does knowingly and consciously um that if we if we go that direction i i think it would hurt more if like we we set kai up to be the martyr and then like kai is like well if that's what we need yeah, yeah. I, I think cuz I, I i want warren to feel so bad about everything that's going on and then do it anyway i i yeah. think that's what i like the most about warren cool i want kai really to have that degree of agency and it sounds like that's on the table the yes. other um, if we do the other idea, which also is compelling to me, in order to make it something that's a little more like public and impactful in this way, I was thinking, what if there was an announcement from the mandate, like, our emperor is now going to live forever? Like, we have done this thing, and our job is to get in there and, like, sh- blow up anything that would allow them to ever do this for that emperor and be like, actually, no, it's not. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking for the second one. I really can't choose between these two because they're both good. Um, but yeah, maybe there has been like, I don't know, the 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 evil Super Bowl or something, and they've recently been putting a lot of like PR shit into like, yeah, our our dude's gonna live forever, um, and there's like going to be some sort of televised event, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Um, where. I don't know, maybe we fuck up the it's like a, a, a transfer update process or something and they plan it's this. on doing it publicly. They're going to show two emperors at the same time. Oh. Um, like you're going to get to see both and we're going to be like, you'll see both die. Um, I love that. Does um, that sound compelling to you, Bridget? Um... Yeah, um, because, like, um, so, like, maybe, like, the program that they have um, set up here is, like, um, the new emperor is going to symbolically um, uh, murder the old emperor. Like, whatever they're, like, um, not, like, like, forever living emperor is going to kill the other one. Um, And it's going to be, like, like the death of the flesh. Like, um, we we completely transcend um, mortality and thus morality. um, Because what is, uh, what is the liberation to a god? Yeah, a hundred percent. Love that, and that's what that's we're here to interrupt, which good. means it's gonna be super intensely secure, and also gives us lots of opportunities for V's past to come up because V is the experiment that allowed this. Mm-hmm. That all sound good. Um, yeah, which yeah. means um, 
uh, Warren could suffer. Yeah, I can suffer. <laughs> yeah, because I know the original. Uh huh. Oh, pain. Okay, so, um, we have our mission. Do we want to, in character, give that mission? Uh, with the like commanding officer coming up yeah. with the shit. So I'll I'll be special agent Majent Saikon. Agent Hell Majent. Yeah. I can't believe I did that. Um, <laughs> I yeah I, I thought yeah I thought that was a on purpose no. joke. No, the special the the special agent Saikon, the alliterative asses. That was on purpose. Uh, the uh. agent Majent. No, oops. <laughs> um. Anyway, I can play mm-hmm. special agent Majent Saikon. Um, and this lets us set some stuff up. That sound good? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. It's cool. Which immediately I'm going to pull an intelligence move, which is take someone aside for a secret meeting and gain a token. Okay. Um, and so each of you gets a little blip over encrypted comms, um, that doesn't have a name, doesn't have a location. And you know exactly where to meet Special Agent Psycon when you get that blip. Oh yeah. Um, all and, right. And we get we get this separately, or is it or is it for um for us and not and not uh, Kai? Uh, the two of you each get that, um, okay. and you do not know who else has gotten it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm into this. So, do you both show up at the same time? Does either of you show up particularly early? Um, I think, uh, all right, so... We get a hall scene of the two of you running into each other right before you enter this, like, back corner. I think Warren is, is like, frustratingly on time every time. Um, cool. <laughs> like, why make it a secret meeting if you aren't just a little bit late? At least act like you didn't know where it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> um... So yeah, Warren is waiting there by the time B7's there, and it's just like, I don't know, smoking and smiling. Um, and I think Psycon isn't even there yet, so you're just like alone in the room. Um, Maybe V7. I, like, this is definitely one of the things where like V7 just kind of leans on, on the fact that everyone knows she's a robot. Uh, it was just like completely expressionist, just kind of existing there. Like no like um no like tips like ticks or like um like idle animations. Just just standing there. Just being awkward. Unnervingly still human. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh that bothers Warren, I think. Uh-huh. Enough that Warren is uh wait, do I have any moves that could play into this? I don't know. Uh let me check. No, okay, I don't, I don't really have anything there. Uh, but, like, knowing what Warren knows, it is painful to watch V7 commit herself to this, like, nothingness. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I don't think Warren has any reply. It's just like, okay, I'll stop. So I think in that <laughs> uncomfortable silence, um, Special Agent Psycon, uh enters the room and just like without looking at either of you says take a seat seat okay. taken and V7 sits down yeah V7 sits down um Saikon 
sits uh, against the the desk, like one one foot lifted up against the desk, the other one like hanging loose. So very much not like you're a prim and proper commanding officer, but the like, I'm a spy with a billion things to do and I have better things to do than like be here for a million hours. Um, Cool. Um, And looks at the two of you and is like, I'm sure you've heard the mandate's whole, um, what do they call it? Um, Unliving God? Uh, PR nonsense? Sounds like a hoot. Gonna televise it and everything. Well, uh, unsurprisingly, this has caused a um, hmm, wrinkle in Liberation Intelligence's plans. As such, it will be on the two of you uh, to disrupt this. Uh, Warren, or no, not Warren, um, Agent Wrongstep? Agent or another rank? Uh, I think Warren insists everybody just calls her Wrongstep. Can do. I think I, I think your CEO would would comply with that. Cool. Yeah. Um, wrong step. You're here because, well, I can have you here, and then looks over at V7. You are here for what I think should be obvious reasons. Any reaction um, on V7 or no? No, no, no reaction at all. Um, there will be a dossier, uh, or. A dossier has already been transferred to your devices on the specificities of the mission, which honestly are not worth my time, nor yours. You've done this before. What you should know is that that young ensign that uh, you pointed my way, wrong step, I think she's actually the key to how we pull this one off. At this point, Uh, Face it, the mandate knows your face well enough that we don't want you taking the front, wrong step. And V7, for obvious reasons, you can't show your face at an event like this. So I'm going to recommend uh, helmets or some other disguise. I'm sure you'll figure it out. And that youngster will be the face of your team. Uh, I assume... She can't really lie. So please do find a way to keep her mouth shut. Uh, any questions? Not at all. Aside Not from, all. suppose you want us to take care of this new emperor after he takes care of the old emperor, or do you want us to do him in both? Both would be ideal. Um, more of a statement, you know. Uh, and, but, uh, oh, go ahead. Second question. Think it's got more impact if we make the kid kill the emperor? If you can arrange that, <laughs> we would appreciate it. However, first priority is just that they die. And on top of that, looks over to V7, you take out as much of the technology that makes this possible as you can. Got that? Um... And like, this is like the probably the first time that V seven um, like shows like any kind of emotion, and she looks really sad, and says, "Understood, sir." Um, what is the leverage that you think Sycon leans on more often? Is it V eight or is it your guilt about the escape? 
Um, it's definitely V8. So, um, what I think what I want to do. Oh, I can't. This isn't a move that I have. Uh, what is it you were thinking? Uh, what I was going to do is um, uh, have her like send a ping to V6 uh, and have no answer returned. Yeah, that doesn't uh, have to be a move. You can absolutely yeah. do that. Yeah, I was just looking to see if I had a, a, a move oh, yeah. that plays into it. Yeah, so she sends a she sends a, a ping to V6, knowing it won't be returned, and it isn't returned, and that makes her feel terrible. Oh, no. Um, and I that think... fucking robot. I'm going to count this as the move reveal you have leverage over someone and give them a token. It's sort of like invoking it. Like, you already know this, but like... Being like, oh, this comes into play in this situation. Uh, Sycon's going to look at you and go, um, it is <sighs> the space between blessed you and your siblings when uh, you and V8 made it out alive. There's so, just one of us. I hate it when you say siblings. Um, ignores that and goes, um... So, don't jeopardize that survival by, <laughs> by failing to eliminate what put you in this situation in the first place. Understood? And, like, she takes a second, and then it's, like, understood. Cool. And you get a token delivered to you oh. from the intelligence. Because, for our listeners... All NPCs are grouped together with one of the pillars, and they share a token pool with the pillars. So that one I gained from the intelligence for calling this meeting was now given to Bridget's character. Excellent. Cool. Um, and I think the last thing that Psycon will say, unless you all have something to um, engage them about, is luckily enough... Um, we were able to intrude into mandate networks and establish a cover identity for our um, young ensign. Um, because we figured lying is probably not her strong suit, we've just gone ahead and used her real name. No one knows who she, knows who she is and comes from some backwater town. It won't flag on any mandate. Um, it won't flag on any mandate scans. So, uh, yeah, you can tell her just to introduce herself. Understood? Mm. <laughs> Understood. Uh. Um, reveal a previously unknown weakness and gain a token. So I'm going to give one more token to the intelligence for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, actually, I'm realizing I didn't have to use the scheming move that I used, which was the reveal leverage, because the intelligence has an apply leverage move. So could have done either. It works. Um, hey, I wrote this game with the things that we need to do in mind. Anyway, um, with that, Sycon, like, um, uh, pings you again, and it, like, highlights the dossier that's been sent over and strides out of the room unless they are interrupted, leaving the two of you alone. Uh... I'm not going to interrupt them. I, I have no reason to, yeah. Cool. Could we get a closing comment about Kai? Because I think that really sets up the juxtaposition that we began with of Kai being like, why am I here? Um, yeah. If you don't have one, but I would love if one of the two of you had something to say on that. No. 
Um, if you if you've got something, I'll defer to you. But I might have something. Um. Yeah, I think I think um, V seven will say something like, um, "I hope the ship back isn't too cold." Um, all by yourself. The ship back. Yeah, like the the shuttle back after the mission. That's funny. I didn't know you still crack jokes. Um, she smiles and she's like, "I've I was never funny." You know, if this even this works. Any of us survive, it's going to be painting a pretty big picture, pretty big target on the back of their heads. This poor Kai kid, huh? This is basically like writing in our own expiration date, isn't it? Well, at least one of us will get to be a hero. <laughs> and I think that is when we cut back to Kai dressed in a mandate uniform like smoothing it out um going um so i can just use my real name yeah your real name we uh got a fake identity for you and everything nobody's gonna know cool god i imagine what it must have taken to get into all of the mandate networks with that do you think i could get assigned to that job sometime oh totally yeah it was really hard because like i mean Let's be honest, your hacking abilities are pretty well known uh, in the mandate. So it was it was a lot of work to get you, you know, like a clean, a clean, a clean slate. Warren, I can't decide if Warren starts laughing in person or. No, Warren doesn't laugh. Warren has an unreadable expression. Warren's just like, yeah, it was hard to get you a clean slate. Well, um, I appreciate it, and I will do my best to live up to what you all have done for me here. Hell yeah. That's what we like to hear, isn't that right, V7? We love to hear that. And I am going to use the same move again of assuming good intentions from someone who means me harm, because that is really exactly what I just described, coincidentally. It's it's very funny. Um, It's extremely funny. So. Um, do we want to say like our, our shuttle has landed and either we're being approached or we're supposed to get off and like check in? Um, yeah, it's probably, so this is obviously like about as big as an event can get, right? Like it's not only the unveiling of immortality, but like, you know, the emperor's special day. Um, (laughs) so I'm sure that they would have quite a setup for like checking who comes in who comes out and like who goes to the bathroom and when um, yeah go ahead i am at oh god uh no I, I i didn't have anything cool um i imagine that maybe one of the ways that we attempt to deal with this and so we don't have this like long like crowd scene and stuff is right. that we aren't entering as like spectators or even low level liberation members that like Kai's identity is like part of the security forces or something like that. Or like auditor, I think auditor security auditor. Oh my God. Uh, She is way above the pay grade, but yeah. Uh huh. Um, and, um, 
oh god this is perfect i see a bunch of ways this is perfect but i'm gonna hold those cards uh in my hand uh backs to you um so her rank that she's supposed to have let's see what's an evil sounding rank that's like mid-rank bureaucrat um I don't know if there's, let's see, I'm trying to think of like Star Wars-y names. It's like director. There's Grand Moff, which is not happening. Um, um, actually, it might just be agent, which also adds a, a fun, like, I'm an yeah. agent now. Because like, she's a security inspector, right? Or she's supposed to be. Be an agent. Hey, how's that feel? <laughs> I'm, I'm like a real intelligence member like you, Warren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly like Warren. A real intelligence member. Uh, let's see. I think... So, Kai does provide, like, that, that glimpse of hope. And Warren is not heartless. Close, but not quite. And I think that, like, Kai being like, I'm a real intelligence member, kind of bums Warren out a bit. Um, and Warren's like... Takes a lot more to be an intelligence member, Kai, and it's not necessarily something you want to be. All right. Why? Why wouldn't I want to be like you, V Seven? Why don't you uh, answer this one, huh? Um. Uh, V Seven will be like, um, God, V Seven be like, um, because she's she's um. Uh, because we have high hopes for you, you're you're gonna you're gonna do a lot better than all of us. So yeah. don't sell yourself short. You know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, you're gonna go a lot further than agent. She like nervously nods. Okay, I appreciate that y'all believe in me. Um, yeah, we've got like, no shortage of belief. <laughs> Let's sure. let's do this, okay? All right, all right. Keep your head on, okay? And uh, try not to uh, catch yourself in a lie. Yeah, Just, you know, sounds good. Be smooth. Be cool. Um, lie to this kid. Um, do y'all are y'all good with being like my helmeted bodyguards as like a yeah yeah? Way we explain this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I imagine we get like a, a a shot of the two of your helmets coming down and then the like ramp opening off of the ship. Um, yeah. Cool. Um and Kai strides out. Um and as we walk up, I imagine like we're on some insane space station. Like it's like the sports, it's the NFL sports stadium that the government city that the city municipally paid for for some reason of space stations Um, right and um but we're not entering on the crowd entrance at the like dock there's like a a maintenance section below and we are like at the bottom point is where we've docked um and as you're we're striding down the long catwalk with no railings because that's star wars um i think she like leans back to one of you and goes like uh, any tips on how to uh, how to behave how to act like I, I I'm really this thing yeah yeah um you ever been mad 
Yeah. yeah. And then I think like there's a there's actually like a moment where she gets really serious for a second and goes, yeah. There you go. So like that. And like you want to take it out on anybody that gives you an excuse. Mad and take it out on anybody. And, and it's all going to be like mandate motherfuckers, right? You know, you could say it with maybe a little bit more conviction, right? Like don't stutter when you say it. Um. But but it is, Andy. right? Like that's that's who that's who I'm gonna be lying to? Oh yeah, yeah. Just you know just bad people. I man but the the man the mandate. Right, the mandate. And there's like a long silence. I can do mad. Good. Good. Um and uh yeah, okay. So I think we go up. Does anyone want to play like the guard that's checking us in? Um, uh, I don't think I need, I don't think we need to. We can just like go straight through that one, right? I guess I just uh, wanted to see like the first interaction of Kai with like having to pretend to be uh, agent uh, Alcard. Um, it doesn't, instead of a guard, it could be some sort of like bureaucrat or even upper level person. I just really feel like even a brief interaction. Yeah. I I kind of want to watch, watch Kai maybe flounder a bit. Um, all right. So we're walking through the long, long fucking hallway that is like suffocatingly quiet. And there is just a couple dudes standing at the door. One of them steps forward whenever you approach. He's like... Name, identification. Um, and real quick before I answer that, you actually mm-hmm. get a token, Faye, because I took a lateral move, ask someone for advice or assistance while outside of immediate danger, uh, and give them a token if they provide it. Oh, I have two tokens. Oh, I gave advice. Yes. Good for uh, you. Um, and if I'm unable to move myself around these obstacles, luckily I have comrades. Um, <laughs> so... She looks at those them and goes, Agent Kyron Halkart, give me my identification. I mean, my that entrance pass. Guy, like, looks at you for a second. <sighs> He's, like, thumbing through a bunch of stuff on a, on a data pad. Thumbing through and thumbing through. What does Kai do when it, like, hits that point of, oh, this is kind of taking a while? What does Kai, how does Kai deal with waiting? I I don't want to wait all day. All right, fine. Look, you're on the list. I just had to double check. It's a big day, you know. Yeah, that's why you better not fuck it up. (laughs) Little kid who has just learned how to swear. Yes. (laughs) So the dude is like not exactly taken aback, but just kind of like, damn. <laughs> um, and with that, I think she like swishes her cape, which this uniform definitely has. I gotta have a cape. Uh walks right past him. Um, wow. All right. So the first one went okay. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't too bad. That's too bad. You're handling it. The cape is really empowering you. Yes, absolutely. Can I add a background element, though? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, So there is a mandate move. 
Uh, foreshadow a larger threat and gain a token. Um, and I'm going to give one token to the mandate. And oh I think he, like, enters in that uh, Agent Halcard has arrived. And we just see a computer screen. Like, the camera's super close to the screen, so we have no idea the context. Blip red. And someone's oh. hand touches the name. Agent oh. Kyron Halcard. Oh, no. <gasps> um, cool. So larger threat has been foreshadowed. Uh, what scene is next? Um, I assume they'd have some kind of like... So this is being televised. They'd have some kind of like AV control center, right? Like they yes. want to make sure they get all the best angles of the emperor uh, um, totally gutting the, the previous emperor. So if we are going to, like, if our message is going to be we kill the Emperor and we want it to be televised, we want to be sure that they can't cut the commercial. Yeah. Uh, plus, we want, you know, all the best em- uh, angles of the Emperor eating shit. Yeah. Right. So, so I think finding that and um, taking control of it is our first like play does that make sense oh absolutely um if we want things to get really interesting really fast i guess no foreshadow i want at least one scene before her credentials like fail us but i think we do have to do something like that we're not supposed to be doing so this is i think a thing where she's not going to kai is not going to be able to accomplish the thing we need to accomplish and you all can decide how it gets accomplished she can get you in the door Oh yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Um uh Yeah, okay. Um I I I had a I I have a I have a move I'm going to sit on for when you when you get in trouble. Cool. I think cool. it'll be fun. Um do y'all have an idea for what sort of trouble Kai gets in in this particular scene or do you even want me to just march in there and you, one of y'all can come, can use the move to put me in trouble or just put me in trouble? Have I ever experienced personal violence? Um, probably not a ton. I think, like, hardship. I get the idea that Kai comes from, like, a really, like, destitute town. Um, and so is used to hardship, but not violence, if that makes sense. Okay. So, so, okay. It's like a communal atmosphere where people really take care of each other because there's nothing. Right. So Kai can get us into the door. Um, and again, big day. Emperor's big day. So I assume that even like, you know, once you're through the door, there are still going to be guards or, you know, uh, armed people or people that aren't really, you know, willing to take some. Oh yeah. I got it. I got it. 19 year old. That gave me an idea unless you want to, uh, no, 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 go, go ahead. What's your idea? So I think we see the door opening. And Kai walks in, and she goes, Agent Hallcard, security inspector, everybody out, it's time for an audit. And everyone looks at her, and no one moves. Um, and she's like, I, I said, out! Um, and if one of y'all wants to have a response to this. Or sorry, ha- like have a response from the mandate folks to this. Um, 
So, uh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say if you don't if you don't have a response, um, uh, I have I have a plan. I have a move okay. that I can play. So I I think it would be interesting if I think it would be interesting if um, Kai you know, is being like, oh, all uppity and everything, and then just gets fucking decked, or whatever, and is like, oh my god. Oh okay, my so, god. Cool. Go so, in that case, I'm gonna make Kai get a little more, like, um, yeah. upset. Um, yeah. So Kai is going to um, be like, like, approach, who's who's the commanding officer in charge here? Um, and, like, someone, like, steps forward, and has also two bodyguards, um, and is like, if you don't want to end up on the, and like name some like backwater planet on a shit assignment, and for the rest of your life and career, you're going to get all of these people out of here right now. Do you understand me? And like looks at the bars on his uniform and realizes she can't read those bars, and then repeats, do you understand me? Oh my god. Oh my god. I think I think I I think I think I think at this point um like V7 like puts her hands up and it's like uh like kind of like turns a little bit toward and is like um I knew the kid was going to be successful but I didn't realize this successful. <laughs> uh, was that out loud? Um just like quietly to Warren. <laughs> Oh, quietly to work. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, because, uh, like, I, I think we're raising our hands um, because we knew we were going to get captured. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't tell you that. <gasps> and, Faye, you were about to have the mandate, folks, act. Yeah, so Warren is like, I think the cape went to her head. And then, right about then, one of the mandate guys, like, just looks you up and down like, who the fuck is this kid? Fuck this. Uh, and just Dex Kai, like, square in the nose. Put someone in immediate danger and give them a token. Yes. Okay. Mandate move. Um, I'm, taking, I'm taking a token for, for get captured. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. I, I want to spend it in a second, so. So I get knocked to the ground and the two of you immediately get, like, handcuffed? Is that the yeah, we've already the started surrendering, like, once they start, like, wailing on you. <laughs> Um, and I think Kai, like, um, after like a few dizzy moments, like looks up and is like, after a few dizzy moments, Kai's look up, looks up and is like, you're my supervisor. Hear about this. (laughs) Born natural. (laughs) And, uh. One of them kneels down and like throws handcuffs uh, on her. Um, oh God! So you- I love the commitment and the enthusiasm. <laughs> um, so you did your get captured move and got a token, and then you had an idea for uh, a thing you wanted to do. Do you want that now, or do you need more time? One of the strong means I have, which is is why I wanted the token, is um. Find yourself captured and have the skills to get yourself and only yourself free. Yeah. 
Um, so I think what happens is um, we all get like dumped um, into um, like a like a temporary like holding like area. So like this is like the the media place, like the like the broadcast for the um, um, the emperor and whatever. So like they're not going to like haul us down to like a lo- the local precinct or whatever. Like that's going to take too much effort. It's going to take too much time, so they're just going to have somebody, um, especially with like the traffic being what it is, because like they need to have big crowds for this because it needs to be a big ceremony, and like so they're just going like stuff us in a room with guards, right? Um, yeah, absolutely, and, and it and it doesn't matter. Um, so uh, once we all get in there and they like make us take off our like our like guard armor and and, and deweapon us and stuff, like I think like the mandate, like um, the officer in charge of the other ones, like. Is like oh shit, oh shit. Um, like once he sees V seven, um, and he's and he like calls for for um, for uh, like backup, um, and like when like like six other dudes show up and they're like, you got to take this one. Um, thirty nine's gonna want to see her. Oh no, thirty nine. That's a big That's, number. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's your way of getting out is just like knowing people. Mm-hmm. And like, um, like, so I, I, I don't, I don't imagine like Warren is very like, um, worried about this development. You no. know, it's just kind of like they wave at each other <laughs> as, as V7 leaves. Whereas, um, Kai is looking over to Warren like, puppy dog eyes like oh god what mm-hmm. do we do sort of but not out loud and has like a black <laughs> eye by the way oh yeah i was gonna say like maybe a little bloody nose or something oh, bloody nose, i like, like that better warren's just like sitting on the floor like resting uh on her knee and just like looking at kai like so how did it feel have you, you ever been punched in the face before um i like when i was ki- a kid once but not really like that by a soldier. Um, yeah. Uh, don't we have to do something about about V7? Uh, V7's cool as a cucumber. We don't really got to worry about her. I mean, we do. But, like, our job right now is to, uh, well, I guess maybe act as a distraction for V7. Uh, and you know what a great way to do that is? What? Pause a scene. You ever been punched twice in the same day? No. Look, so this might hurt, Kai. I, I swear it's gonna be fine though, okay? I uh I'm gonna I'm gonna use a a vulnerable move and like, you know, stand up, put my arm around Kai and be like This is all for the sake of the mission, okay? And this mission is bigger than any of us. I'm gonna need you to play convincing victim okay okay that's what this takes i get it yeah all right perfect so um here maybe just put this in your mouth and like warren takes out like a small slip of cloth and then bite down on that uh don't want to swallow your tongue you ready does <laughs> is that something that can happen <laughs> <laughs> Usually Dirk Caesars, but yeah. All right, so here we go. Uh, and Warren is going to, like, give a pretty convincing punch into 
uh, Kai's like diaphragm and start generally causing a scene and like yelling to try and draw some attention over to the guard or over to the over to the cell uh, that they're in. Uh, Kai's gonna cough. Okay. That's about it. All right. You piece of shit! You got us fucking caught. You were supposed to do a better job than that. She's like looking up at you with like puppy dog eyes. Uh huh. You know, we thought you had what it took. We really thought you had what it took. But I guess, I guess you're just some nobody, huh? All right, you're just some nobody. I should kill you right here. I should. You know what? I think I will. And uh, uh, Warren pulls out a. Let's see, let me look at these moves really quick. Um. All right. So I'm going to. D7, are you good? Do you need any assistance, or am I good to commit to this? Uh, you can commit to this. Okay, cool. So I want to get some guards over here in order to get them to open up the cell, thinking that Kai has just been killed. So I'm going to use a strong move and spend a token to move you and your comrades around an obstacle that you would be unable to overcome directly. So... Uh, I am going to take the knife, and I'm going to grab Kai, like by the. I'm going to scruff Kai, yeah. and like lean in and say, "Sorry, but it ain't gonna kill you." Uh, and then draw the blade just close enough against the throat that Kai will bleed convincingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lay still. There's genuine fear, like complete lethal fear in Kai's eyes, but she is staying still. Perfect. So yeah, Warren drops Kai. It's like, all right, come and clean her up, boys. Um, and Kai falls, and the guards like open up and walk in and point a blaster at you, but like close, like the blaster is within arm's reach. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. So I like drop the blade. You know, false sense of security. I've done what they wanted, right? So they'll 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 ease up a bit. But we've got two dudes in here. Uh, We've got the captives. Everybody's laboring under the suspicion that, or everybody is laboring under the notion that the break-ins have already been caught. So I want to grab the blaster from the dude that came in and uh, probably just, you know, get him right under the chin, somewhere where it wouldn't be super noticeable um, if the armor's scuffed, and then get the other dude. be yeah, like, I'm imagining right. it happens in like a flash of just like a oh, just grab, shoot, under, shoot in the back. Instantaneously. And then, and then Warren just kind of tosses the blaster aside. It's like, all right, so now we got our actual disguises. Hey, hey, come on. Come on, get up. Kai's just kind of like sitting there, like staring. Oh, shit, He's... have you never seen someone die? I'm... Not, not in a fight. Is it always like this? Like what? No, kids. Sometimes it's worse. Yeah. Um, Look, they're part of the they're part of the mandate. I mean, they signed up for this. They had it coming. She like looks down at them. The mandate. What was it you said? Those fucking mandate... What word did you use? Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers, that's right. So we got two dead motherfuckers on the floor right here. We're going to take their 
their suits and ties and, you know, slip them on. She stands up and, like, starts taking their armor and putting it on. Um, and I think the stinger I'd like for this scene, uh, she turns, this doesn't have to be the last line, but sort of the last exchange, right, right, right. is that, like, right before she pulls the helmet down, she turns to you and says, I have seen someone die before, though. A lot of people, actually. Great, but, so you know what to expect. Um, and I, I think if there's no response from Warren, she'll continue. Yeah, Warren's, um, like... Warren is still smiling, but it's easier to tell that it is a, it is a fake smile. Yeah, she says... Um, um, so yeah, she had just said that... Um, I've seen someone die before. Um, it just wasn't in a fight. And then she says... Um, a, a lot of people die, actually. And, and then she looks down at the body. It was all their fault. And she kicks the guard's head and slips the helmet over, like the dead guard's head, and then slips the helmet over hers. And Warren stops smiling. Um, we're going to want to remember that kick for later. Um, I, think, I think it's going to be real fun. Cool. Cool. Uh, That's good. So, so like you're armored up and stuff, right? You're you're committing your jailbreak. This is great. Uh, You step out of the room, and it's like vaguely close to like all the like the 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 television monitoring room. And so, um, you know, like there's like these screens that like like showing the the uh, the event as it's happening. Um, And I'm going to give the mandate a token here for for foreshadow a threat. Where um, you see footage of yourself, you see footage of yourself like absolutely eating shit as you got like beaten up um, and captured and stuff. Um, and as like the mandate is playing it up, and it's like, oh, we caught some liberation spies um, <laughs> attempting to assassinate the emperor before his ascension. Um, uh, this is the best they could possibly send. Uh, no one's going to st- to to stand in the way of of progress. Um, so, and, like, in the video of this, there's, like, this, like, um, uh, like, very stern-looking woman, um, like, giving this, this, like, speech and, like, kind of, like, firing everyone up, and standing right next to her, um, wearing a mandate uniform is someone who looks exactly like V7. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Oh. Kai looks at the screen and is, like looks over and is like is that and the uh the um uh the broadcast continues and it's like we've identified this intruder as as agent kai last name that i forgot halcard um, agent kai halcard uh decorated um uh or up and coming like uh liberation hotshot um, you know, it like kind of like plays you up like a little yeah. bit, like like talks about your your like successes and how you've been assigned to um like uh this clandestine liberation um uh operation um and how you think you're like an, an invincible young hero and nothing can uh, uh stop you because they're trying to like play up like you're emblematic of everything about the liberation and we just kicked the liberation's ass, yeah. I fucking love that. Kai has, like, no idea how to feel. Like, the combination of emotion. You see Kai, like, staring into the screen, like, 
wonder-eyed beneath the mask. Like maybe there's even a shot with inside the helmet. Um, yeah. And but it's just like absolutely unreadable because the mixture of emotions is insane. Yeah. How's it feel? How's it feel, kid? Warren doesn't say that, obviously. Like we're yeah. we're in the situation right now. So cool. Is there more to the broadcast, or is that where we? Uh, yeah, that's 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 the broadcast. Is you just see someone in a mandate uniform, um, like V seven, and they're basically like they're talking up Kai as though like everybody at the the top echelon of the of the liberation knows who Kai is. Like this is their like super soldier that they sent to assassinate the emperor. Uh, and clearly not a threat. Clearly not a threat. Um, I think Kai turns towards Warren and is like, they all know who I am now. They sure do. You're a real liberation agent now. You get it? I think I might be starting yep. to. We just... What we have to do is make it worth it. Okay? <laughs> sure. And, and I think in the face of that, this is going to be um, a lateral move. Okay. Re- remind someone why the principles of the liberation matter and give them a token if they listen. And she's going to like, for the first time that she has ever been forceful with you, she grabs your wrist when you laugh and say, Sure. Yeah. And says, this isn't a joke, Warren. If if I'm giving up my life or freedom or something for this, we're going to hit them where it hurts, okay? Because that's what the liberation is here for. Because we're going to show the people in this galaxy that the mandate is not as invincible as they think they are. And that's what this has to matter, okay? That's not That's not something to laugh at. I think Warren, Warren like stops smiling, uh, and like grabs, like puts a hand on Kai's shoulder and is like, "Kid, I ain't laughing because it's funny." You ever been in a situation where the only thing you can do is laugh? Kinda. It's one of those situations, isn't it? Yeah, and she we'll like make it work. Chuckles we'll to make herself. It work. Oh, oh, don't pick up Warren's habit. Do you think you listen to why the principles of liberation matter there? Do you get the token? Warren Warren did listen. I think so, too. Cool. So one token for me. Um, cool. And then I think the last thing she says is, and is that, was that V7 there? Because I don't think, I don't, out of character, I don't think she yet knows that there's other V7, like that V7 means there's other ones. Yeah, you've probably never seen V6 or V8. Yeah. She goes, was that V7? Yes and no. Is she mandate? Yes and no. What are we going to do? Nothing new. V7. V7's on our side. For the most part. But... You know what our job is, right? We're here to meet with a very special somebody. Special somebody? Yeah. You haven't put it together yet, kid? What's today? Are we going to kill the emperor? 
Something to that effect. Fuck yeah. And I think scene. Oh my god. <sighs> um, do we want to go to V7? Yeah, let's go to V7. Um, okay. So, um, you, um, so while you're watching this, I think you get a, um, you get a, a message, um, from V7, uh, that's like, um, I'm ready in the media room. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm ready in the media room. I think, I think she sends that to Warren. Okay. Okay. Oh, shit. Um, are you sending this back to Warren and Kai? Like the, the camera, I suppose I'm. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, you can. So, like, you enter in um, to the media room. And um, there are a couple of bodies. Oh, God. Um, and, like, very scared looking workers. <laughs> Um, which I, I've, I've, I've spent my other, my other token, um, for this, which is, uh, hang on, I have to go look back at my moves. Um, demonstrate a skill that no one knew you had. Oh God. Um, and so like you, you get in here and you see the, the woman like who looks exactly like V7, um, uh, uh, like holding a gun. And there, um, there are bodies on the ground that um, are someone who, like V seven in V seven, like someone who looks like V seven in V 7s clothes, and the two other guards that were in here. Oh, so Kai looks at the the person who looks like V seven in V 7s clothes on the ground, and is like, "No, V seven. Um. Uh. Oh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna add in. No, V7, and then looks up at you, and it's like, "Fuck you, that kid." Come on, come on, what? Which one? Just figure it out. (gasps) V7. Uh, and V7's like. I used to think it was cute how slow you are, but you're really going to need to pick this up if we're going to get through objectives two and three. Cute? You're amazing! Amazing? You... All of these? On your own? This many of those pieces of shit... And ask a player, Pitler, how do you find my optimism or um, naivete inspiring or endearing in this moment? And give them a token. Um, yeah, all right, I'll I'll take it. Um, it's kind of nice because, like, um, and V7 hates this, is that you're everything that, like, we do want you to be for the the purpose of this mission. It's like like an inspiring, idealistic, bright-eyed, nothing-can-go-wrong hero. Um, so, like, it does make V7 kind of feel like that, like, maybe if this is going to, like, maybe this is necessary, like, maybe this will actually matter. And also makes her feel really shitty for what's going to happen next. Mm. Um, because she hands you the gun and is like, okay, so now we need the footage for part two. What? 
What footage? Uh, and then she turns to uh, turns to Warren and is like, um, uh, I'm recording for whenever you want to get her to do it. Warren just nods, takes the gun, and grabs grabs Kai's like hand and pull, like puts the gun into Kai's hand. Told you how to shoot a gun before we got here, right? Yeah. And like um V7 is like unbattening her jacket and like and like pulling open her like her like blouse and is uh, like anywhere's fine. She looks looks at Warren and looks at V7 and looks at Warren and I'm going to use a vulnerable move which is say I thought we were better than that. Um and she's going to go What? What? No. 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 I I thought we're better than this. We V seven hasn't done anything to de- to deserve this. I I'm I'm not doing this. Come on, the hero of the liberation, decorated officer, agent Kai Halson, Halcard, Halcard, um, uh, defeats evil uh um spy close to the emperor. We can't just have you assassinate him straight up. Like you've got to build. We've got to build this narrative. There are He's right, Kai. Listen, I know it's tough. You wanted to be an agent, right? You said you're just getting started. You've got a long road ahead of you. So take the gun and fucking shoot her. So I'm going to use a, a lateral move to persuade a hesitant individual. Uh, that an action is worth the consequences and give them a token if they listen. Listen, Kai. Think about every story you've ever read in your life. Which one sticks with you the most? Which one, what's more entertaining? A bunch of nobodies show up and take out the Emperor or up-and-coming big shot Kai Halkarn swoops in, takes out the advisor, takes out the Emperor, takes out the Emperor's clone, and destroys all possibility of the Emperor gaining immortality through technology or what have you. This can't just be one and done. This has got to be convincing. I think if you don't, if, if you think that this is acceptable, I'm going to take the token, but I'm not going to kill her. I'm going to play yeah. off of convincing as the ending. Um, and um, I'm going to play off of convincing and like have Kai repeat convincing. Convincing. Yeah. Oh. And she like looks around at the screens. Yeah. And then she looks at, um, she looks at V7. This is going to hurt, okay? Don't worry, I'm incapable of feeling pain. And, um... You know what would be good if it came back right now? What? Hmm. Remember that book? Remember that book that you touched V7 with at the beginning? Yeah. Um, It's a bit like that, isn't it? Exactly like that. V7, close your eyes. Uh, all right. And then Kai 
shoots. But she does not shoot in a lethal area like would be needed for what we're talking about. She shoots through the shoulder, um, like in that area where it could just go through if it needed to, um, if it were a bullet, not a blaster. Um, it's like a fairly safe location. Um, does anyone get like mad at her for fucking this up? Because there's a second part of this coming. There's a strong move coming, but I want to know what the reactions are. Uh, I don't, I don't think, okay. Um, can I, I have the reaction? Can I, can I do the reaction of the shot and then you'll do the second part? Um, yeah, actually I'm realizing, I think with it, Kai hisses drop, um, like along with her shot. Um, gosh. So, uh, how, okay. How about you just do your next, how about you, how about you describe the next part? And if I want, yes. and if I want to change it, we can, we can walk it back. Yeah, totally. Um, so it's going to be, do you drop and then we can walk it back if we need to. Um, um yeah 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 let's cool. go go with let's go with whatever your vision is and then, and then if i if i want to change it we can we can go back yeah i'm realizing me keeping a secret in this gmless play is not necessarily helpful here so use your one specialized skill to inspiring success and my idea is that like she immediately sits down at the console and like pulls up like six different angles that i assume this room has and you see like we get like a terminals pop open and she starts, like, typing super rapidly scene and, like, text flowing down the screen and all of that. But I guess it's Star Wars, so it's, like, um, lines, like, coming from the side and targeting in on different pieces of the photo and or the video. And, like, the blaster bolt moves and the lighting changes. And, like, um, she is, like, at once editing six different videos and moving that blaster bolt to be, like, directly into the chest. Um so do you actually shoot V7? Like, do you hit V7 somewhere? Yes, in the shoulder. Okay. So, like, so like, yeah, so, like, V7 is, like, standing and, like, watching you do this. And it's, like, make sure you add in the blood. Because uh, she hasn't done anything to fix her clothes. And there's just, like, this, like, like sparking, like, mechanical hole um, in, her, in, in her shoulder. Oh, shit. Um... Here's the question. Does she, did she know that you were a robot? Did Kai know no. that you were a robot? No. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> you spent a lot of, you're spending a lot of effort to cover up the fact, that, cover up something you, sh- you could have done uh, with no consequences to begin with. And V7 thinks that's hilarious. <gasps> Makes V7 feel a little human again. Yeah. And like Warren, like, I, I feel like Warren's like looking at you like you're a fucking idiot. Like, God, why did you? Why do you have to make this more complicated? Now we got to sit around and wait for you to finish this hacker shit. <laughs> so, I I think there's also a little bit of relief though. Like, it's essentially like you're you're the forever kicked puppy, right? Like you you are the embodiment of somebody that Warren once knew, forever struggling through this fucking like selfhood, um, and seeing you spared from at least a little bit of like pain or like giving, getting that chance at humanity is it hurts, but it's still a relief. Um, glad I'm really out of character. Glad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, do I, do I have a way to like, I, I have a response to, to what happened here. Um, but if you want to step in, you can. Uh, I think, like, while just 
it's nothing like huge um, and shouldn't go off on a tangent or anything. But I think um, like while Kai is like uh, throwing this stuff through After Effects, um, Warren will come up to V7 and be like, what did it feel like? Um, and V7 is like, uh, uh, um, V7, like, um, like looks over at the, at the, the, like, like corpse of 39 and is like, um, you mean that? No, no, I don't mean that. I mean, we're gonna like gesture to your your shoulder with her head. Um, and she's like, it feels like, uh, it feels like the memory I have of getting my wisdom teeth removed, where there's this sense of pressure and a surprise that I don't feel pain. So, oh, and I, sorry, Warren, did you want to respond? No, no, just, just sighing, just. So I want to figure out the moment in this scene where Kai makes the realization that you're a robot and that conversation, she would have reacted to the blood comment if it had already happened. So I imagine it hasn't happened yet. So my question for you is, do you want her to turn around and notice here or do you want to make the blood comment now or do you want her to notice in the video she's editing? Yeah, finally? I, I, so like so like 430 or 430. V seven drops like um, you said uh, she should, and then you like you like look at her and, and like when she like starts to move again, you're like okay, she's she's not dead, and you run you run and you start doing the video editing and the things, and so then like um, V seven like leans over the console you're on to go make sure you add the blood, and she's pointing at the like very obvious like hole at her shoulder while also having that shoulder very close to you. Yeah, and I like look left, and I'm like. Oh, so you're, 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 oh, and then she looks at the body on the ground and then looks back to you. Oh, the book, the book, the book and the trackpad and the, and the, which one of you, which one of you? Don't, don't ask that question. Oh, is that? Sorry, I guess Fine. that's kind of no. Rude. Go ahead, go ahead. Ask, ask. You're gonna break her heart. Her memory of one, anyway. And Kai just like looks near tears, um, and experiences consequences for misreading a situation. Vulnerable move. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry, V Seven. I didn't. No. Oh, it's okay, as long as you're sorry. And there's just this, like, heavy silence. And she turns back to the screen and keeps doing her work silently, adding the blood. (laughs) Uh, That's a great, that's a great closeout right there. Yeah. Cool. I think it's time for one of our foreshadowed threats to come back. Can't wait to make Kai even more. Um, so I just want to go over the the plane real quick, um, because I I wanna I wanna move closer to an ending. So let's do our threat, and then I think the two other 
I feel like there's like three scenes. Um, so one of them is, is getting rid of what's left of the project. One of them is um, killing the emperor. Um, and then the other one is like the aftermath of that where, or like in the process of that, where we, um, we all go out guns blazing for you to, to achieve that objective. Um, does this sound okay for everyone? Does this sound like the plan that we're headed towards? Yeah, that sounds perfect. And we can even work that like foreshadowed threat into one of those goals. So like they meet us where we're going because they know where we're going because they figured out who we are sort of deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's good. Cause so, um, I think for the next scene, I'll say where we're going and what's there. And then you can bring in the, the threat you foreshadowed. Perfect. Awesome. All right. See you in 10. For our next scene, we want to bring back this threat that I foreshadowed. It's right for this mission. One of them. So we're going to go to the second one, which is to, to take, get rid of the technology, um, that is currently making it possible to have a duplicate emperor. Um, so, uh, V7, like wearing her, her little outfit, um, like takes you through a couple of rooms and into, uh, this like, was basically like a server room, right? Um, cause there's like a lot of, like a lot of logistics technology in here and it's very, very cold. Like, like it's very, it's like chilled, you know, like, um, yeah, those, those evil star Wars, like dark metal reflective surfaces, you know, <laughs> everything clicks menacingly when we, when we step on the, on the, uh, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so then, um, it's all kind of like clustered around, um, this like object that has been wheeled into the area and like plugged into these things because like you get you get the implication that like it's it's probably somewhere else most of the time, um, but they they have it here either for ceremonial reasons or necessary reasons, and it basically looks like a a coffin like a big fancy futuristic coffin right like it's like bed sized it's got the Sleeping Beauty glass top, um, and inside of it um, looking like she's resting very peacefully is. Um, like an older woman, like um, like maybe someone in in her her late forties, maybe early fifties, um, who's just like like kind of like relaxed comfortably and very very deeply asleep. Um, Warren's expression is perhaps for the first time since you've met her, readable. Uh, it is a very profound sense of sadness looking at this person. Out of character, is this who I think it is? Yeah, actually, absolutely. Yes. Like, the, the mood is, is very dark um, between V7 and Warren. Like, um, you get the impression, like, I, I feel like you, um, you get the impression that, like, they knew they were always going to be here, and neither one of them wants to be here. Yeah. So, and I love this, not actually dead, just plugged into this machine and has to be for it to work. Is that the, the vibe, the original? Um, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Fuck. Um, so, like, so V7... Um, like goes up to um uh the like this like coffin like this display coffin and like sets her hand on the on the glass and like without turning to Warren 
uh, instead turns to to um, uh, Kai and like this is like the first soft expression you've ever seen out of her ever, and she's like, um, "This is memory." Then looks back at you. Oh well, I want I want her to not fuck it up because the question I was going to ask is your memories, but I feel like that misunderstands the situation in a way I don't want Kai to right now. Is that true? Um, uh, a question you could ask is her name. Um, yeah, because I think the other thing is she might interpret that as her name. Actually, yes, I think that's how the question is asked. It's, is that her name? And then um, this is probably the, the only smile like anyone from, has ever seen from V7. Uh, it's a very wry smile. And she's like, I don't know what her name is. That's why we just call her memory. Remember the experiment with the book? Yeah. When you're a simulated consciousness, on some level, you understand that you are not the original. And as I'm sure you're aware, Kai, a name is very important, whether it's attached to a brand new soldier in an idealistic army or a, a veteran hero out to assassinate the emperor. A name is someone's identity. And then she, like, her smile gets a little bigger. And I don't remember what mine is. God, I, this is out of character. Oh, God. I'm trying to find... Do you want this moment to, like, end on something that is just, like, like just really, like, sad? Or do you want... Kai to try to like make this a moment of connection because I have some ideas on how to do that, but I don't want to undermine what you're going for out of this scene. Um, I I have it set up so that this scene is going to end in tragedy as soon as um like Kai leaves. So like whatever you want to get for Kai out of the situation is good. Um, yeah. but like you you do have to understand that the entire project is being destroyed in whatever it is you you want to you want to go towards. Yes. Oh no, that totally. I think Kai goes, why did you keep V7 then? That's because I'm version 7. I'm version 7, update 31. And my, and she really searches for the words, friends are V6. Update 2, and V8, update 24. And she just kind of like, like, kind of like, not exactly pets the glass, but just kind of runs her hands down it. And she's like, um, V8 was the, the last actual um, upload from memory. They mm-hmm. haven't been using her since the V8 series. But you didn't answer my question. Why did you... Why did you keep it? If... It seems to me like... Not having a a name or her name or... 
It seems like it bothers you. So why keep V7? Because it's what I'm called. And you gotta be called something, right? And I think Kai walks over and puts a hand on the coffin and looks at memory and looks at you and at Warren and then back at you. It seems like we're making names for ourselves today. And you don't have to. I don't want to tell you how to live your life, obviously. I And she looks back at memory. I really have no idea. But, well, I was an agent Halcard a couple hours ago. And if... If you want a name, your name, not something someone gave you, if there's ever been a time to have it go down in history, it seems like, like today's the day. So, if, if you think of one, let me know, and I'd be happy to call you it, or put it in the broadcasts, or Whatever it is that you want, okay? So V7, like, takes you gently by your shoulders and, like, really looks into your face. And then she pulls you into a hug. And it, like, lasts enough to be meaningful. And then she lets go of you and squeezes your shoulder again and says, Um, people need names. Not tools. Oh. oh. And then she goes and, and she she goes and, and leans against um one of the uh, um the like the one of the like server racks or whatever and pulls out her communicator and she says, um, I know this is probably going to be hard for you. So you can leave the room while Warren takes care of it. She looks at memory. And then back at you. I'll... I might. But... Honestly, this is... I imagine it's not fun to be her if... If she knows anything at all at this point. But I just... Want you to know... The reason it's hard is... Well, I'm... Sad to see most people go... But it's not... I don't have any personal connection to her. I have a... personal connection to you, V7. You are... the one who's my friend, not... her. Ugh. 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 Um... And she just, like, gives you a pain, pain smile, and she's like, it's been fun, kid, but you've got places you gotta be. Okay. Yeah, we gotta get moving towards the Emperor while there's still time. Okay. And she, like, heads for the hallway. Um, meet me at, and she names, like, a security uh, outpost that y'all have already passed. Okay. Um... I'm going to be clearing us a route. 
Um, so whenever you're ready. Of course, kid. I'll be right there. And she heads out the door. Okay. So V7 has been messing with her communicator. And she's been tapping out a series of pings um, to V6. And all of them have gone unanswered. Oh. Um, and so she's just like, she's just like typing over and over again. Like, like, are you there? Are you still there? Are you still there? So I think Warren's going to come up. She's going to be like, you know, she ain't going to reply, right? And V7, like, looks like kind of sad and kind of tired. And she says, I know, but I still got to ask. And then without looking up at the phone uh, from her, like, communicator, um, she goes, um, did it hurt you when you had to get rid of them? I wouldn't know. Close my eyes every time I do it. Are you going to close your eyes for me? Yeah. Good. I like that. <laughs> so, I guess this isn't even really revealing crucial information, but this is just revealing the extent of the plan. So we're supposed to get rid of the entirety of the project. Uh, up to and including V7. V7 was told that if she went along with this, V6 and V8 would be fine. Uh, and she knew this was a lie when it was told to her. Yeah. Do you want me to get rid of V7 right now? I do want you to get rid of V7 right now. Oh, no. Oh, I was going to try to come back around with the people thing for the last moment, but that is the last, the last moment has already happened, which is like an apt yeah. commentary on death and its unexpectedness. But oh, no. Okay, so... So, Warren's going to walk up, put a hand on V7's back. Here, close your eyes. I've got mine closed too. It'll be like this never happened. Uh, so V7 closes her eyes, and I am assuming Warren isn't. Warren does not close her eyes. Uh, Warren. I'm sure Warren knows like the specific vulnerabilities of the V series. Uh, so just takes takes her concealed blaster and. Puts it up against the V7 skin and pulls the trigger. And she just like crumples, like with kind of a, kind of like a loud noise, because like she does have like a robotic body. But she's just out. And she's just laying on the ground um, with her eyes closed and an unfathomable smile on her face. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I think. That's probably that scene. Uh, it should be said that Warren, of course, would trash the servers, etc. Uh, In memory, yeah. And Warren is very thorough, let's say. 
Lauren is incredibly thorough. Oh, God. Um, so, uh, Kai, where are you at again? I, I am in a security outpost. Um, okay. And that's where I told you to meet me, and you know where it is, so you would walk in on me. Okay. Um, all right, kid. Big moments coming up. Yeah. I've, oh, unless, am I interrupting you? No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I've almost cleared us a path. Um, I've managed to get into their systems, actually, from here. And I've sealed off doors here, here, and here. And I think that should give us a direct path to where the uh, ceremony is supposed to happen. We should be able to pop up right there. uh, And this door should open to help us get out. And and then she turns. Where's V7? Uh, oh, God. Vulnerable moves. Probably, I don't know if this would exactly count as a lie about capabilities or intentions, but uh, Warren will, like, after a long pause, uh, say, she went on ahead. Okay. Don't worry, we're going to meet up with her later. And that part's not a lie. And to bring us into um, both our foreshadowed threat and um, our sacrifice fate, because technically we haven't started that, but I have an idea on how. Uh, Kai turns back to the screen and she's like, okay. Just one more door. Ah, shit. Um, this one needs authorization. Here, I'll use mine. And she gets, like, the ID badge that I assume they were given when they were going in. And she, like, dips the card into the control interface. And everything goes red. Um, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Oh, they must have burned my... Well, actually, the the door opened, but I just think they're on to me. Uh, we don't have very much time. We we would have to move now before they start undoing everything. I I locked them out as best I could. Um, we have to go now, but there's no way it'll be open on the way back. We would be we would be trapped in there, Warren. Warren nods. I know you. Uh. God. Uh, uh. So I think Warren's going to kind of like parody some of the language that they used in the in describing Kai um, during the like broadcast about like, oh, we apprehended this, this fucking big shot um, um, liberation person. Um, Warren's going to be like, yeah, but what's uh, uh, what's a situation like this matter to big shot like you, right? And I think... In that moment, Kai starts to understand. Kai starts to understand why she's been brought there. Why it's her. And what they're expecting out of her. And you see this realization dawn in her eyes. And she goes, as the like lights start to flash around her. I could leave. Yeah. Do you want to do something that matters, don't you? If you want, actually, I think Warren's going to be like, 
If you try to walk away, I will kill you. And she looks you up and down. Oh, You've got how a chance. Respond to that. You've got a chance to do something good. Not doing something good when you have the chance is just as bad as doing something bad. Oh, give me a second. I really got to think through Kai's response to this. Yeah, because yeah, I think like, I think the quid pro quo that Kai wants here, mm-hmm. and that I think I want meta narratively, um, though I don't want to like take agency away from your character, is that the sort of deal is like, yeah, Kai is going to do this thing that you have been trying to trick or pressure her into doing. And you've got to feel like it's worth it. Like, that's what Kai wants out of this. Is a sense that this might have been a cynical ploy on your part, but it was a cynical ploy because you believed that the results of that, even if you didn't believe before, that in this moment you believe the results of that ploy matter. And how, my question for you out of character is like, is there something that Kai can do that makes it feel that way in this moment. In in fact, um, I think I have a move that's kind of appropriate here, which is um, ask a player or pillar, how do you find my optimism or naivete inspiring or endearing in this moment? But in this case, I actually really want it to be inspiring. And this is, and give you a token. Um, I would like to work together as players. How, what could Kai do? I know I said this a million times now. What can Kai do that makes... Warren feel in a visible way in this moment that this matters. I guess it has to be, well, suggesting, I don't know. Good, good. Something that plays on Warren's history. Actually, here's my question for you. Why did Warren get into this? Warren wanted to do the right thing. Warren was Kai at one point. Uh, Yeah, more specifically, Kai got into this because a bunch of people in her village died, I think, due to a mandate accident. I think that's, that's what she was implying earlier is like, yeah, just shitty working conditions took out like a huge people in an industrial accident in a mandate facility. Yeah. Um, but what was it for Warren? Oh, God. For Warren, it was. It was the slow death of capitalism sucking the life out of the area that she lived in. Um, It was, it was that very particular kind of dehumanizing that comes along with it, where everybody is reduced to the value that they have or can generate rather. So I think Uh, you threatened to kill Kai if she doesn't do this. Right. And Kai says, you'd kill me, huh? You really, be- you really believe in this. Yeah, I do. What was it for you? And I, I like to imagine that Warren hasn't thought about that in a while because oh. of how, you know, like you've been talking about how Warren at this point just does it because she's been doing it and because she doesn't know anything else. Yeah, so it can just be yeah. a thing where, like, Kai is making Warren think about something that she really hasn't in a long time, and it's, like, a serious thing. Could I ask for that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Warren, Warren's like, like frowns, because it's like, what was it for you? And a memory that she hasn't thought about, you know, that should be some faded book in the attic, is, like, sharp and painful 
And just the same as it was the first day it started. Uh, and there's that very visible, like, facial recoil. Like, she's put her hand on a stove. Um, and one, I think that says a lot to Kai. Yes, um, 100%. Someone, someone who's, like, usually just so, like, laughy or jokey or whatever. Um, and generally, like, difficult to understand being immediately humanized. Um, and then I think Warren will say, uh, it's the same thing that the empire fucking does to a hundred other planets. Suck the life out of it. Bit by bit by bit. What we are doing here today might not stop that. But think about it. You're going to be first person to kill a God. I don't need to think about it. And I don't need to be the first person to kill a god. What I'm... Why I'm going to walk down that hallway is for those people that they suck the life out of whoever they were to you. And for my people that they left to die. (laughs) And anyone who is out there right now going through or about to go through the same thing they're going to see this and they're going to know that even if they can't do it themselves, someone can. Someone can, okay, Warren? Warren nods. And Kai takes the blaster off her hip and walks to the door and says, they're going to come for this station, try and override the locks that I left. Can you hold them off? Warren will just laugh and be like, yep, remember what I told you about a gunfight? Don't get into one, and they're coming to me. Thanks. Thanks for... She laughs, and it's a grim laugh. Oh, God. Thanks for being honest with me. Yeah, no problem, kid. Good luck out there. You too. I really mean it. Thank you. And she disappears. Oh. Um, so I think, I think we could go to a closing narrative from here. Um, cause I think that like what happens is we get a, um, and you can walk me back on this if you want, but, um, what I think, I think we get like, like the liberation broadcast, of like footage of like cut cut together of like everything that like um Kai allegedly did, which is like um uh fight her fight her way out of captivity, um when deep in, in into enemy territory, and then take out um the second in command to the, the Emperor, which is being painted as, you know, um V thirty nine. And then, like, take out the Emperor himself, and we've got, like, footage from so many angles and, like, spectators and stuff of, like, like of like that shootout happening. And then, like, Kai's message at the end, which was just, like, recorded from, like, by Warren personally, of, like, I just want anybody out there to know that, like, this can't, um, this can't happen to them again, and we're gonna, um, yeah. like, someone out there, 
uh, is going to help and someone is going to make it better and we're going to fight for the right things. I, I don't remember what you said. It was it was beautiful. But like that's the like Kai saying that with conviction is like what's playing um, in the center screen. And then like all of these things that Kai is, has, is doing or allegedly doing, like shooting people and assassinating people and taking down the Emperor's Immortality Project. Like that's like clips playing around the edges. Oh, yeah. 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 Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I think if I can ask, we get in that we get Kai's death scene. Like that is part of that montage, and we don't have to comment on what it looks like directly. Um, but that is like there, which means I think what I would like to close on is then like flashback. So we've done one flashback already. So the camera knows like that we shoot a flashback differently, something that communicates to the viewer. I'm sorry. I think all in visual terms now. Um, That's all good. And it doesn't have to be long. I just want one moment from when Warren is either dying or knows that they are imminently going to die. Not like dying is going to happen on this mission, but like they are just around the corner. It's like K, uh, K2, like slamming the button because k2 knows that they're going to be shot through soon like what is warren's moment um i'll also offer a suggestion that maybe warren can see kai on the screen during this moment um i think so that that's what i was gonna go for so warren is probably like sitting in a chair bleeding out like clutching you know like a side or kidney or something uh and, you know, the, the room is just, like, carnage. Uh, and you've got, like, the one good screen shows Kai. And Warren thinks, that's the person I could have been. Kai is the living ideal that Warren wanted to be. God, I wish Kai was there in that moment to say... And you are, because you're who allowed Kai to do that. Um, Oh, actually, can I give that to you in a different way? Yeah, go ahead. Kai knows that you're watching. Because you're in that room, right? With all the screens. And I think just before Kai shoots... Oh, do you have something you want me to... No, just the idea that Kai knows that Warren could be watching, but doesn't know if Warren is dead yet. But does this anyway. Does this anyway. Just before, I think she shot one emperor. And she's about to shoot the other emperor. And she looks at the camera. And she mouths the words, This is for them. And shoots. Fucking good. Fucking good. Um. Cool. That's game? Fuck yeah, that's game. Oh, oh, God. Heartbreaking. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah, sorry I did you dirty V7. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, um, yeah, like when Jess is like, let's do a game, I was like, oh, let's suffer. Yes, yeah, sorry. That was super loud. No, I love to suffer. That was good. That was, that was good. Fucking regicide? Regicide. Double regicide? Double um, self-sacrificing regicide and comrade aside, and there's just a lot of asides here. There, that was fucking good. That was good. I dug that. 
thank you so much for playing my game with me. Thank you for having us. It, it was a blast. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, Bridget. Yeah, as uh, I, I think it's fun. I think um, let, let's see. You described it as um, this is a game system where it's like, um, what if what if we could enjoy all the parts we like about Star Wars without engaging in all of the parts we don't like about Star Wars? Uh, and I think it's fun, and I do like that it's um, a belonging outside belonging system because um, there's all kinds of moves we can make, like or like all kinds of um, like plot decisions we can make on our own. But it, the the moves make nice prompts. Um, both for for us and for um, like letting other players know that we want control of the scene or that we want to hand over control of the scene. Um, I think I think that's why I enjoy I enjoy these so much is because it's um, we get to make you have a bad time and then um, also like not have to struggle too hard to come up with the exact bad time. We have a bad time kit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is a. It's just so many useful like jumping off points and being like, how do we? How Star Wars itself is a show that or a, a series that rhymes, as I often hear it described. Like each of the trilogies rhymes with the other, um, for better and for worse. Um, and that's what part of what makes it really nice to write a belonging outside belonging system in it is you just have to rhyme again, um, which is really possible with these prompts and the. The token system, like you said, just like really allows you to pass around narrative control in a way that like once I started playing belonging outside belonging games, it's so hard for me to play GM'd games anymore because I'm just so used to like passing the mic uh, back and forth in that way. Um, uh, yeah, my favorite. Yeah, my favorite version of TTRPGs is not um, simulated systems, but rather like um, bullshitting out about OCs with a small amount of framework. Yeah. Um, so I've played in a couple of these. Um, uh oh god tell me the name of the system of the of the setting that we, that you just played that we're going rogue going rogue i've played in a couple of these going like rogue games so far and i've had a blast every time so uh yeah yeah we should agree. do it again agree thank you thank you <laughs> um so speaking of if you listener uh would like to play going rogue uh, you can find that on my itch.io page. So that's Jess from online.itch.io. Um, and if you want to find out about all of the stuff I do, because I also make music and write uh, and do a variety of other things, and I'm also looking for games writing work and stuff like that and editing, I can also offer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at Jess from online. And you can find out about all of my projects and uh, some of the work that I'm looking for there. Uh, as I said, Going Rogue is an expansion of Riley Rethel's Galactic. Uh, you can find Galactic at metagame.itch.io slash galactic. Um, and I also just want to thank uh, a small set of people who are invaluable to making this uh, game happen, uh, which are my Galactic playgroup, um, Bree, Rhiannon, and Seda, who have just, like, inspired me constantly, and some of whom also make games. You can find um, Bree's games at weepingrobot.itch.io. Uh, so all of those things. Oh, and finally, I mentioned that they are Belonging Outside Belonging, which is an engine designed by Avery Alder and Benjamin Rosenbaum for their systems Dream Askew and Dream Apart, which you can find on buriedwithoutceremony.com. Every person and system I just mentioned has 
really changed the way I look at tabletop role-playing games. Uh, so I'm just both very thankful and think that you should check them out. Uh, and thank you for having me on RPPR. I'm really excited we got to do this. Uh, yeah, big shout-outs to um, Ross for uh, uh, for letting us use his uh, recording equipment and for putting this on RPPR for all of you lovely people to enjoy. Um, I have been your uh, not-Ross-Payton host, um, Bridget. You can find me on Twitter at, at unsatisfiedkit. It's like you were trying to spell unsatisfied kitty without the Y. I'm sure you've all already followed me. Um, and you can find Faye um, nowhere. <laughs> she does not have an online By presence. design. Um, but you, you, can, you can tweet nice things at me, and I, I will tell them to her. That's very um, Warren wrong step of you, Faye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Um, I hope you really enjoyed our game today. I hope you give all of Jess's um, uh, various creative projects a go. Um, her music's great. I think it actually has been featured on RPPR at one point. Yeah, um, or, been, uh, I know the Triptych uh, was featured on RPPR because Ross super digs the music. And if anybody here is listening uh, to like electronic music and music made by extremely talented uh, trans women, you would fucking love Jess's music. It's very oh, good. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna and read I... back in time to the very beginning of this episode and and preemptively put in the opener music as as maybe something from Jess's. Yeah, awesome. you, yeah, because Ross does opener music. I think so. Ross does so. do opener music. It does that was some extremely powerful time travel. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and really good at it. To continue the uh, self-promotion, if we're gonna, if you all are gonna talk up my music, which thank you, you can find oh, please, it on liquidcrystal.bandcamp.com. Um, um, yeah. I'm sure you forgot all of the links we just said out loud, so they're going to be in the show description. Yes, um, so I'm gonna make sure that uh, we get them hyperlinked so that you can just click on stuff and enjoy Jess's music writing and all of the games we mentioned and people we shouted out. So again, thank you all for coming. We'll talk to you next time. Hi there, listeners. This is Jess from the future, coming to tell you about one more thing. I, right now, as this episode is being released, have a crowdfunder online for a new game of mine called I Have the High Ground. I Have the High Ground is a collaborative two-player dueling game of banter, posturing, and capes. This duel is not about the physical fight, which will probably follow. It's about that exchange of words and posing that comes before a duel of intimidation and insults. It's that moment of drama and tension that I have the high ground captures. It's a GM-less game with mechanics inspired by competitive fencing in which players simultaneously reveal their moves and whoever wins shapes the narrative that follows from that winning move. Um, in I Have the High Ground, the loser of the game is the one who strikes the first physical blow in the battle that follows the game of I Have the High Ground. It is about running out of patience or frustration. It is about getting a rise out of your enemy. It is about that tension uh, between two individuals that builds in these moments. Uh, it has character creation, but you can also use it to zoom in on uh, 
pre-duel, pre-battle scenes uh, in another campaign that you might be in and import your characters into it. I've used it for that, and it's fantastic. Um, Playtesters have all loved it. I've gotten such great like feedback of people telling me they thought it was fantastic. They found it extremely romantic. I just love getting to see how people experience this game. Uh, you can find it, uh, the crowdfunder for it, at teenyurl.com slash I have the high ground game. No caps, no spaces. You'll also find that link uh, in the description of this episode. Um, that link is going to take you to Game on Tabletop. That's the site where we're hosting the crowdfunder. I'll say that originally it was going to be a Kickstarter, but after Kickstarter embraced blockchain and decided they'd move their infrastructure to blockchain, uh, I decided that crypto, being as unethical and environmentally destructive as it is, was a deal breaker, and I was not going to stay on Kickstarter. And a lot of indie TTRPG creators have also done the same, and we're in a really scary and risky place because Kickstarter has a lot of buy-in and a lot of uh, customers on the platform. So we could really use support from people, both in supporting our projects and ensuring that they're still able to fund, and also just building up other platforms to show that Kickstarter doesn't have a monopoly. I've had a great time working with Game on Tabletop. And if you were willing to come on over and back this project, it would be super helpful. We need to raise $3,000 for a print run of I Have the High Ground through Diskette Press, uh, which is a queer small press uh, out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, and I really want to get to do this. So your support would be appreciated. Uh, there are stretch goals that actually include an actual play with Bridget and Faye um, playing this two-player game. Uh, so if you liked what you just heard, if you like uh, both of their work, uh, then you should come back and try and make sure we reach that stretch goal. There's also one with Riley Rethel, another actual play with Riley Rethel, creator of Doikite and Galactic, the base game that Going Rogue uh, is built over. Uh, the project, the base project, features art by the incredibly talented Ezra Rose and the very talented Finn Tanner. Um, and so, yeah, if you liked uh, hearing me play Going Rogue, if you thought it was an interesting game, then I think you might find my other work interesting and you should consider supporting I Have the High Ground and getting another cool game that I made. Uh, so, yeah, find the link below. But again, it's tinyurl.com slash I Have the High Ground game. Uh, I hope you get a kick out of it or at the very least got a kick out of this episode. This is Jess from the future signing off. <laughs>